All right, all right, all right, Leadheads. We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 334. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go back and check out 333. That was our kickoff to the 2020 SHOT Show coverage from the official lead quarters at Buck Knives. And we kicked it off with C.J. Buck, owner of Buck Knives, and our good buddy Brooksy over there at Buck Knives. And we had a, a lot of good episodes starting us off, and we've got many more to come. So make sure you go back. Some highlights of that show, we had LEO Takedown. Very cool little addition you can put on any mil-spec AR-15 that will let you break it down into a very compact size and switch out to multiple calibers. Uh, we had Canada's top outdoor hunting female show host, Amanda Lynn Mayhew, Just Hunt. And then we also talked about the release of the Buck Knives Buckmaster 2.0, which was a huge announcement that was exclusive here on the Talking Lead podcast. So make sure you go back, check out that episode. And then in this episode, we're going to continue those interviews with Angel Armor, Senior Team, team Leader Garcia, and American Zealot. Also on this episode, we're going to have the gang over at Red Arrow. So those are coming up in this episode. But first, I want to introduce our guest that we've got. All the way from Australia, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've got Pepper and Bubby. <laughs> I am not a fan of that. You're not digging Bubby? I'm not. not you, a fan. you can thank your sister for that. No. You earned that nickname. So we've got we got Pepper. Pepper's not been on in a while. So say hello to the Leadheads, Pepper. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey. So obviously you're not from Australia. No. No, no, no. But uh, you guys were over in Australia. I thought it would be cool to, because you've not really talked to me about your trip. So I thought, why don't we just record you guys tell me about your trip to Australia. So let's talk about the whole reason why you were over at Australia. So Brantley, a.k.a. Bubby, <laughs> it's is a, a touring fool and he's been touring with metallica so who it is uh for the last couple of years two and a half years yeah so talk about that talk about the touring with metallica part yeah. or the australia part yeah, just talk about what you do with metallica uh, i'm a set carpenter meaning that when we're out on the road i'm responsible for building the stage uh taking care of just about everything that has to do with the stage running the show making sure things during the show transition properly basically anytime you see a move during a concert where something gets put on or taken off the stage or different things change out. That's usually a set carpenter doing it. Very cool. And that that's what you've been doing for the past two years. So uh, you've been able to tour the world, travel the world, see all kinds of cool and exotic places. What's been your favorite so far? Um, tour wise, probably Budapest. I really like Budapest. Yeah. Well, Budapest. So, yeah, it's a cool place. <laughs> Isn't that where all the stuff happens in the Avengers with uh black widow and what's his name the arrow guy hawkeye, hawkeye. I think, i'm sure something happened there because they've talked about it but like many times yeah we don't really know what it is apparently we're gonna find out in uh the black widow movie i got to fly into the budapest airport i didn't actually get to see budapest but when i was over in poland uh what over a year ago about a year ago something like that it, it's a cool place it's uh not a lot of people know this uh, I think it's a fun fact or kind of a little trivia point. Yeah. But there's a river that runs down the middle of the city. And on one side, you actually have Buddha. And on the other side is Pest. So they're actually two separate areas that uh, ah, so it's not are together a one known place. as Budapest. Yeah. One side is uh, 
really hilly and mountainous. The other side is completely flat. Kind of like East Tennessee and West Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was a river running down the middle that yeah. you can see both of them from. Very cool. So uh, that led you to Australia this year, or actually last year. Uh, Metallica was doing a tour over there uh, in Australia and New Zealand, right? Yeah, we were supposed to play uh, six or eight shows, but uh, a couple of things with the band came up, and they actually had to cancel cancel their shows out. But fortunately, I was able to keep my flights, and I had some made some plans with some friends from the tour. And uh, so you just spent a couple of months over there, basically, is what you did. You're like, yeah, I'll just I got, go on over and hang out and have a good time and explore Australia for a couple months. Yeah, I got there the beginning, the very beginning of October and spent the first month just being a tourist and hit all the major cities and did all the things you're supposed to do if you just go to visit. And then uh, from early November until I came home late January, I was there based out of Sydney, just working and hanging out, doing whatever, Yeah, whatever came about. Now, did they cancel it because of the fires or some other, some other reason? Uh, they canceled it for some personal reasons within the band that... Nobody really knows too yeah. much about outside of the four band members and management. Yeah, so they just canceled it. But uh, that gave you the opportunity to hang out and have a good time in Australia. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a good time. And then uh, toward the uh, end of your visit there, Pepper came out and visited for a couple of weeks. Talk about that. Talk about that, Pepper. Well, I did. I went out. Brantley had uh, finished his what he was doing out there, so I went out to spend the last 10 days out there with him. Flew into Sydney, spent some time in Sydney, and then uh, we went out to Cairns, spent some time out in Cairns, come back to Sydney, and then came on home. So that's how you spell it or say that? It's spelled differently. It's C-A-I-R-N-S. And it's pronounced Cairns. It's pronounced Cairns. Is that where the movie festival is? No. No? Cairns, Cairns France, isn't it? Cairns, France. <laughs> Cairns, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sydney is where you two spent most of your time. Mm-hmm. So talk about talk about Sydney and you know of course those big raging fires that are out there that wasn't a that was an issue while y'all were there right? I'm they were the fires have been going on for a long time they were pretty bad when I first got there in October uh, it wasn't until later into it that it really picked up media wise uh, stateside I'd, I'd suppose just because they had their own fires going on with California. Um, as far as the fires themselves go, I didn't have any issue with those. I did. We did have a lot of the smoke roll in through the city, so different days, uh, visibility was was kind of bad. Uh, there but were they few, were mainly out in the the outback. Is that what they call it? The outback? No, they were. They're all down the east coast, which is where Sydney is. Um, they're in populated areas. Yeah, I think the the closest fire to us was about an hour away. You I got you. You could drive there in about an hour. So. Um, for people who haven't been to Australia, like myself, uh, what's what's really cool about Australia? What sets Australia apart from, say, I mean, I I am in, envision it as like uh, California or something, you know, as far as the climate and the the people and the activities and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I'd say the the first thing to be aware of if you're going to go to Australia is you have to keep in mind that they're in the Southern Hemisphere, which means our summer months are their winter months and vice versa. A lot of people don't really think about that. Do they actually have a winter there? 
Yeah, um, it, they get snow. They're yeah, they're pretty far south. They're they're not too far from Antarctica. If you well, think they're about on the it. bottom of the world. Yeah, so yeah. like they do get cold. They do get the seasons. <laughs> it's not like uh, you know a winter on the equator where. But are they actually in the bottom or is that actually the top? I mean, do we know what's top and what's bottom? I think it's actually a thing where Antarctica is on the top, but yeah. I mean, just for our own personal references, I think that's what we've named it. But in the grander scheme of the universe and how the universe works and turns, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yep. Things to think about. Things make you go, hmm. hmm. But isn't it called uh, Down Under? Is that Down Under because they're at the bottom of the... Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say so. That's how it came up with this nickname? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're. I feel like your guess of it being similar to like a, a major city in California or even New York is kind of kind of accurate. I mean, it's just their cities. They just happen to be spread out and distance between a massive desert of, you know, Deadland with where nobody lives. But other than that, being in Sydney, there's really no big difference than being in a major U S city. Yeah. So everything seems to be like uh, business as usual as, as, as it is here in America. I mean, nothing, Nothing particularly unique about the way they do things in Australia? No, I mean, drive on the left-hand side of the road. Um, and the steering wheel's on the wrong side of the car. Okay, so they yeah. do have the opposite yeah. on the driving thing, like yeah. like in uh, Europe. And the t- uh, No, it's really, it's only Ireland and uh, England and Europe as far as it's all the... That drive all on the, the left-hand side? Yeah, all the English-influenced uh, countries other than the United States. Yeah. Isn't that how Australia was founded? Though they sent all uh, England sent all their criminals to to this island. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, if you committed too bad of a crime, they shipped you out there, and you did labor yeah. in the new colony, and that's where that's where Australia came from. Captain Cook, I think, was uh, the man who discovered. I, I, I believe he discovered Australia. Yeah, and then that's what they used it for. Very interesting, interesting fact. So, Pepper, talk about your experiences in Australia. You had some certain goals that you wanted to accomplish while you were going down there. One of those being you wanted to see a kangaroo. You wanted to see a koala, right? Yeah. Um, I will say that when I first got to Sydney, I was kind of disappointed because it wasn't at all what I expected Australia to be like. Like I was expecting foreign country. Yeah. Like I wanted it to be completely foreign, everything different. Mm -hmm. And it was, I felt like I was in Miami, not like, not even California. Like I felt like I was in Miami. Yeah. Um, the palm trees, the water, the buildings, people, the people, do you get the accents? Cause you really wanted the accents too. That's something that you were really looking forward to. There was, there was accents, but I didn't notice it as much as what I thought I would. Like, I love to hear Australian people talk and I didn't feel like I felt that when I was there. It just, there were some people that talked really fast, mm-hmm. um, and the, so obviously there was their accent. Kind of like that that chick on your your Nashville TV show that I said she talks really fast. Claire, yeah, Claire, Claire. Bowen, yeah. I mean, she was faking a southern accent. She's Australian. Mm-hmm. What's her real name? Claire Bowen. Claire Bowen. She was this actress on the Nashville TV series, and um, it just it. Her accent bugged me because <laughs> she talked really fast. Yeah, she did. She does talk very fast. And there was some times that people were talking to us very fast. But um, Sydney was uh, is super clean, and I felt so safe. Like if I wouldn't have got lost because I felt like every time we left the apartment to go somewhere, we went and came back a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but it felt like that way to me. 
We went the exact same way, <laughs> to and from every time. Every time. <laughs> it felt different to me, so I kind of felt like if I was to go out on my own, I would get lost, but I wouldn't have been afraid. Like, I, I felt very safe there. Yeah. Um, and it was super clean and all that, so. So, Australia is very restrictive on their gun laws, right? I think, I think. Uh, I mean, they, they have They them. banned a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of um, uh, restrictions on carry and ownership and things like that. I think there's more on the restriction side than the band side. It's more uh, more New Zealand that's on the band side. Well, yeah, New Zealand just recently because of that church shooting, but yeah. I think Australia, prior to that, they were more it's restrictive than, of course, New Zealand. At, before that thing, they could. I mean, it's kind of like America. I think in New Zealand, where you know, pretty much everybody could you know pass a test or whatever you get to carry, and you could own any kind of firearm. Yeah, I think I honestly well, re, think that's you know, how within, Australia within still is kind of on that side of as long as you can pass the tests and get your permits um, outside of uh, you know anything other than yeah. just military style guns. With so I did know. no prep on Australia before we did this show. So if any of our Australian listeners, you want to chime in, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and uh, we'll talk more about your your gun laws and and legicate our audience. So then you guys uh, decided you want to go spend some time time in Cannes, which is not the Cannes in France where they have the movie festival. <laughs> this one's more famous for the uh, Great Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef. There you go. So um, what did you do while you were in Cannes? Talk about Cannes. Well, the first thing we did was um, we went snorkeling. Mm-hmm. And that was so much fun. So much fun. Like that was probably the, my favorite thing to do. Because you'd never been before. I had never been. I tried before. Um, me and a couple of my friends went to Mexico several years back. And I mean, uh, I've tried to get you to do it in a pool here, and you won't even do it in a pool. Nope. Nope. I was, I'm afraid, scared to death. And after hoping I tried, and like I seriously panicked. Like, I can't do this. Got back in the boat, and I was done. But went out there, got on the boat. I almost talked myself out of it, but I did it. Like, I did it, and I was... I don't know. So proud of myself. It was gorgeous. I it was my, fav- my favorite thing. Did like, you have to force her to do it, Brandon? You said we just paid three hundred dollars for this thing. You're doing it. No, it was actually they've got they're really good at setting the the boats and the tours up with people who are knowledgeable and uh, really friendly. And you know, they get out there and they they explain to you that if you're scared or if you're kind of worried about it, they have some guides that'll go out with you, uh, kind of drag around one of those you know life float floaty things. floats. Yeah. And, yeah. You kind of grab onto that, and as long as you help kick so that the the guy doesn't dragging you through the water, then uh, they just they take their time and make sure you're comfortable and try to point out all the cool stuff. Very cool. Now, did you have any bad experiences while you were there? Anything that people should avoid or stay away from? Um, the sun is very powerful there. <laughs> very powerful. It's like an ant in a magnifying glass. Oh my gosh! The first, I think, the third day, maybe when I we were in Sydney. Especially for redheads. Yeah. We went to the beach. I put sunblock on the best I could and then didn't hardly get any on my back. We were only out there, gosh, probably two hours maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I got cooked. You got raised that microphone. Yeah. It was it was bad and extremely painful. Uh, couldn't sleep, couldn't sit, couldn't stand, nothing. And then so, that turned into sun poisoning. Um, so anyways, that was... So be be aware of the sun in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. It's a little more potent than than on the northern hemisphere, huh? 
Yeah. wonder why that is. There's no ozone. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's no ozone there's, over there's Australia. There's no ozone? Is that where the no ozone starts is in Australia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So uh, anything else? The koalas. Talk about the koalas and the... This, what is that other thing that you you a were wall- holding? A wallaby. We oh. didn't hold it. I didn't hold it, but we a wallaby. petted it. Zachary got to feed it. I thought that was a drink. Was just, a wallaby darned. Wallaby at, darn is a drink at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a wallaby? It's like a baby kangaroo, isn't it? Like a similar to a kangaroo? I mean, I'm not 100% positive, but I believe they're also marsupials and have pouches and they kind of... They hop around? Predominantly hop on their back legs. Are they smaller than kangaroos yes. or something? Yes. Yeah, they maybe have come up, you know, depending on how tall you are, knee high, mid-thigh high, but yeah. where kangaroos can be six foot tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you have any encounters with kangaroos? Any encounters with kangaroos? No, we didn't. There is... Uh, not outside the zoo. Not At the out- zoo you saw them, but... Yeah. On the way to... Um, I think we saw them in Cairns, or uh, Sydney a few times, maybe, I'm not sure, but I know in Cairns, all the driving around we did... Yeah. So here, when we have the deer crossing signs, yeah, there they have kangaroo crossing signs. Now, do they so, have a like we have a deer season here, deer hunting season? Do they have a kangaroo hunting season there? No, um, kangaroos. I, I I did learn this while I was down there are more so considered pests than mm-hmm. than you know just wild animals. Uh, unfortunately, before the fires, I don't know what the numbers would be now. But I was told the kangaroo population was like three or four to one to every person in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the issue is they they get into farmlands and fields. And as they're just hopping through these fields, they're actually destroying a lot of, you know, farmland, all the crops and whatnot that mm-hmm. are growing. I'm sure they eat too, right? Aren't yeah. They, so they, are they, uh, they're not carnivores, right? No. Yeah. They're, they're a herbivores for sure. Um, so, yeah, they're actually considered pests. Um, so kind of like hogs here. Yeah. Like a wild, uh, like a wild yeah. boar, and they had, and they don't have a, a, a hunting season for them. No, I think, uh, I think it's kind of, you know, if they're on, I don't think people go out to specifically, you know, we're going to go hunt kangaroo today. Yeah, but I think like it's kind of one of those things that if they're on your land or if they're bouncing through your free to open your fire. farm, yeah. But uh, so I know that at uh, Bildo, he went to Australia not too long ago, and he was on the show, and I think we talked about it, but. They actually went out and had a kangaroo hunt, and they they hunted kangaroo. Yeah, they they very yeah. well could. Like I said, I'm not. Yeah. I don't really know if there's. I don't know what part of Australia it was. It may have been the Sydney. I don't know. It may have been a different part. It's like here in the United States, different parts of the United States. You know, it's open season on different kind of. If I had to guess, I'd say Western. That's where and pests and things like that. So. Yeah, and Western Australia is where I saw the you know the wild kangaroos and right and jumping around with their I don't know what. You'd call a pack of kangaroos, but uh, we could Google it with their with their little groups, <laughs> their little groups, their little their gangs, a gang of kangaroos. Gang yep. of kangaroos. Uh, are they are they mean? There was this video that was going viral one time where this guy punched a kangaroo. So funny story about that. When right. we were we were at a winery in Perth, and that's when we saw you know probably 30, 40 kangaroos just coming out there, hanging out, eating, hanging out in, in the shade, and I noticed that none of like they're not confrontational at all. When they see you, they they freeze, they stare at you, yeah, and then they feel. I want you if you kind of start walking towards them, they'll hop away from you. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that video to many people at the winery. I'm like, oh, you know, we we had this viral video going around the states. None of them knew what I was talking about. None of them had ever seen really? the video until I showed it to them. 
and they all just busted up laughing at it. <laughs> really? Yep. They're like, this is absurd that this guy would go and do that. Yeah. And then I, I was trying to explain to him. I mean, I, I explained that, you know, the kangaroo had the guy's dog and he went mm-hmm. to get his dog back. And I explained that he actually like got in a lot of trouble. You know, PETA was very upset about it. All these different talking about how that punch ended up probably killing the kangaroo. And everybody I, I told that to said, that's not the case at all. Like that kangaroo could be hit by a truck, get up, hop away and be just fine. Like that guy did nothing to it. Yeah. yeah. And so it, other than hurt its feelings, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it was attacking his dog. I mean, I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, after he dropped the dog, I wouldn't. I would just buy. Well, that, but at that point, you got to be careful that because they will, you know, I feel like, I guess from what I was told, if they get in that situation, you know, they will hop back on their tail and sure. give you a swift well, kick. I mean, they're going to so, defend themselves. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. But So no. overall, Australia, uh, give me your. Give a group me your, of kangaroos is called a mob. Uh, okay. There you go. A mob, a gang. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a. A threatening thing, a mob. Mm-hmm. You never want to see a mob coming at you. Yeah. Interesting. So you were over there for several months, Brantley. Yeah, right at four months. Yeah. So, I mean, you were there a good long time. So you got a good feel of the life of Australia. Is that, you know, is that somewhere, you know, you would want to go back to and, and live and, st- and have a life there? Or is that just a great place to visit? Yeah, I'm good here in America. I personally think that the only way I would go back to Australia, not work related, would be to go to kind of Western Australia or the like the Northern Territory part of Australia mm-hmm. and do more of the outback and see the things I didn't get so to see. So more touristy stuff. Yeah, kind yeah. of, kind of. Well, even beyond that, because these are the the parts that I'm talking about are the parts where you you get out there and then you have to drive 30, 40 hours to get out to where to some of these different parts. But as far as you know. Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, things like that. I don't think I would myself buy a plane ticket to go. Just to go to, go to those cities. Yeah. But I mean, I, I did love it. I did love it. But I just feel like I did everything that I was interested in doing. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't need to go back to those cities. Gotcha. As a tourist. So what about you as a tourist? Did you get your fill of Sydney? and? I, I did get my Cans. fill of Sydney. I, I mean, I like Sydney. I did. And I got my fill of it. And Cairns was... I, I really like that. Um, I think Cairns I, was more what she was expecting. It, when she says Sydney is not what she was expecting, when we got to Cairns, you get out. It's very mountainous. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's just tree-covered mountains. There's the oceans not on the side. Not your typical United Rainforest. States scenery. Right. I mean, so it was, it, was, it was 100% more Australian to her than, than arriving in a big metropolitan city. Sure. I, I was I talked to uh, Ika Darville before we went. Who? Um, Ika Explain Darville. who this is. Not he, everybody knows who. He uh, was the cast member on the show I just worked. Tell me a story. Played um, Bo. He was also in Jessica Jones for you Marvel fans out there. He was um, her assistant in uh, uh, in Jessica Jones. I don't he was the druggy dude that uh, she cleaned up and made her assistant detective. Mal- Malcolm. He was Malcolm in. I think so, yeah. And that, I think yeah. that sounds right. Yeah, he played Malcolm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was talking to him because he's from there. He's from Cairns. Yeah. He fakes an accent too. And he, so he was <laughs> telling me some places that I needed to go. And he's the one that said, make sure you go to Daintree Rainforest and uh, Cape Tribulation. So we spent a whole day up there. We went through the rainforest. We and that's see, in Cairns? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, 
went to the so many beaches and they're just so pretty. It's oh, it was just uh, you were that one place, amazing. and I said it, it looks like where they filmed Lost. Did you ever verify that if that's where they filmed Lost or not? No, they filmed Lost in Hawaii. Yeah, that Hawaii. was that in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. I remember you saying that, but I don't remember where we were. But it was just. I think you're in that rainforest that you're. Yeah, could have been. We the Tranquility Falls was beautiful. That was just gorgeous but it was so pretty up there i just I, that's when i felt like i was in australia is when we were up there yeah and um so if i was to go back to australia i probably would skip sydney mm-hmm. and i would go to brisbane or melbourne or something like that to look at one of those places. do more of the, Perth, the exotic areas mm-hmm. locations and yeah and whatnot yeah cool but the bats i just got to say this because i was blown away lots of bats blown away like Brantley and Holly was telling us that when they went to a movie in the park in Sydney, there was bats flying around all night and like birds here. Yeah. Yeah. But hundreds bats. And, uh, so we saw a few in Sydney, but a lot of caves there, I guess. No, they, they spend the day in the tree. They hang in their tree. Oh, really? And then Mm -hmm. when uh, the sun goes down, they all, it wasn't even when we were in Cairns, the sun was up. Maybe I mean, the it was sun was that, but it was, it was yeah. The sun was going down. This when they start waking up, and you start hearing them, hearing like kind of the sonar, and yeah, they just fly by for minutes at a time. Thousands of them just flying over your head. It was making noise, and huh. oh, and then you look up in the trees, and they're just standing there. They're just hanging like upside down in the trees, and they're so they huge. come out at night. Yeah, she's she's got a. If I guess if any of your listeners were interested in seeing it, I think she got a, a video while we were in cans of just. A, a small part of the bats, but you can still yeah. tell like yeah. just how many. You there didn't are. show it to me. I've I, not seen any of your pictures or videos or anything from Australia. Well, so you've been really busy since I've been back, but we'll look at them. <laughs> okay. But that the bats was amazing to me. Like yeah. I just could not get over the bats. It was just yeah, which is why I couldn't go to Australia because it overlapped with Shot Show. Uh, so when you got back from Australia, I was at Shot Show. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I haven't really talked much. So this is our this is our wrap session right here to get caught up on yeah. on what was going on. So uh, anything else that stood out that that the listeners need to to know about Australia? Mm. Koala no? bears are are little lovable, little fuzzy, little friendly things. They're not coarse. Some uh, people thought they looked really coarse. Its claws were as long as that microphone. They had some big old claws on them. Yeah, but they didn't hurt. They didn't they didn't dig into you or anything like that. It was they just. Were these just like domesticated koala bears, or were these like koala bears out in the wild? No. Are they always that demeanored, or is that just because yeah, they were they're, domesticated? They're all just... That's just the way they, they are? I think they, they sleep like 20, 22 hours 22 a day. 22 hours a day they sleep. So, I mean, you know, yeah. it's been two hours waking up, and then they go right back to sleep. Yeah, wake, wake up, up to eat and readjust, and then go back a, to sleep. Eat a eucalyptus leaf and go right back to sleep. That's it, huh? Yeah. The life of a koala bear. Yeah. I, rough <laughs> life, but I guess somebody's got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good. Well, appreciate you sharing uh, with the Leadheads your story there and with me, finally. Well, you're welcome. So maybe I'll get to see some pictures. Maybe I'll post some pictures uh, with the show notes. But uh, so, yeah. So that I was in SHOT Show while you guys were in Australia. You missed SHOT Show. This is the first one you've missed in a couple of years, yeah. right? Five. I, th- I think I've, I've been to the last four or five. Yeah. Well, everybody missed you. You were missed. Everybody says, hey. Hey, Taya. Hey. Hey, hey Pepper. Hey, Taya. I think I know your name's Tia now. Yeah. Anyway, so. Well, you got somewhere to be? You keep looking at your watch. No, I'm getting news updates on uh, on 
in regards to last night's uh, speech and today's what uh, just became official on the acquittal of the impeachment trial. Okay, so let's talk about it. That'll lead us into the talking lead jack wagon train and uh, our lead head brigade heroes, which I'm calling now the trains and planes segment. So bring that train in, Gunny. Hey, Ralph, simplified do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so give us an update. What's going on with the with the uh, impeachment process here, Brantley? Uh, according to news top stories, the Senate votes to acquit President Donald Trump in the impeachment trial. So he's been acquitted. Uh, he's been acquitted. So it's official? It is official. So just like everybody knew what was going to happen, but he still had he still was impeached. He, even though he's acquitted, he's still impeached, and that's going to be on his record. I will not even pretend to know to know how that, works. How that yeah i'm not one of your one of the you know the facebook people that i don't they know. hear a news story and then all of a sudden they're they're experts they're experts on it and telling people how to yeah. run middle eastern defense and i think that was the whole point things, in them but. in them getting the impeachment process started anyways that it still shows up as he was impeached even though he was because clinton bill clinton was also impeached did you know that i didn't know that i didn't know that he yeah. was he Bill was the second, uh, Nixon was the first, and Trump was the third. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it says and 40, he'll still get reelected. So. <laughs> yeah, forty-seven Democrats and uh, one Republican voted. There you go. There you go. News on the Talking Lid podcast. So let's go to our our mailbox here and let's uh, get some some jack wagons from you leadheads. So I've got this one. Uh, and this was uh, February 4th. It comes from The Blaze. It says, Beach Boys' Brian Wilson begs fans to boycott Beach Boys' show at hunting event with Donald Trump Jr. So apparently they have no control over the gigs that they book. And, and I guess they can't back out. So instead of them backing out, they're asking their fans not to attend this particular uh, performance of theirs. So it says, Brian Wilson, co-founder and former frontman of Beach Boys, wants the Iconic Band's fans to boycott one of their upcoming shows. The reason the show is set to take place at a wildly attended annual hunting event in Nevada with Donald Trump Jr. as a speaker. Uh, let's see. So he's, he started this petition for his fans to boycott and sign and show protest, I guess. Uh, it says, on Monday, Wilson tweeted, this organization supports trophy hunting, which both Al Jardine and I are emphatically opposed to. There's nothing we can do personally to stop the show, so please join us in signing the petition. Oh, Lord. So um, there's a little tweet here that he's done. He's got a picture of some people with a, uh, looks like a leopard. Um, so it says, at the time this writing, the petition had received 90,000 signatures. I don't think that they would get that many people show up at that event to begin with, but uh, 89,000 of them are probably not even planning to go to the event. Probably. probably have nothing to do. Probably hasn't listened to the beach boys in decades. So I would be curious to see people's response on the performance. If they still perform, are they just going to get up there and just half ass it? Or, I mean, who knows? But well, I mean, personally, if I were the one, coordinating the event and writing the checks i would be looking for new entertainment right and i think that's what 
Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys need to understand is they are the entertainment. Right. Not at, it's not really, you know, their. They're not there to make a statement, a political statement. Yeah, it's not their place to invite or uninvite people. They travel and, and perform and do things because they want to get paid. They're not doing it because they enjoy it. I mean, the dude's 78, 9 years old, 80 years, I don't know how old he is. He's not doing it because he just loves it and enjoys it. I mean, at that age, really, you're going to travel and do all these concerts and stuff. And whether you just, he needs the money. So he's telling people not to pay him right now. He's like, don't pay me. So what I want everybody to do is just stop buying Beach Boys music and records and downloads and just let's just let's just all help him boycott this and not give him any more money. I'm I'm for that. I'm all for that. Let's do that. Everybody's okay with boycotting things. It's like he's still getting paid. He could boycott it and not go. <laughs> he's still going to get paid because it's in his contract. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He he doesn't care if you show up or not. Exactly. Yeah. So. There you go. So Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, welcome to the Talking Lead Jack Wagon Train. Let's see. I think we had another one here. I haven't done the Jack Wagon Train in a while, and I know you guys have been sending them in, and I'm way behind on them. Uh, but if you've got more, you want to send them in, talkingleadgmail.com, and put in the subject either Jack Wagon or Leadhead Brigade Hero, uh, so I'll know the difference. Do you guys have any Jack Wagons? Anybody you want to throw on the Jack Wagon Train? Uh, just a broad statement, you know, back to... If you're going to be an, an activist, whether it be an actual in-person activist or a keyboard activist, just make sure, you know, you're, don't become a jack wagon, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Research yourself and make sure things that you're doing are, are accurate before you end up on the jack wagon train. There you go. There you go. Be a critical thinker. Look at both sides of, of your argument and, you know, take a little bit of both and then come up with your own opinion. Like you said, a lot of people will just see the news and all of a sudden they're an expert just like that. Yeah. So you got nobody to you? I, I Pepper, don't. nobody you want to throw on a jack wagon train? I don't. No? Okay. No, I kind of just worry about my own self. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go, to, let's go to our heroes. So this one comes to us from Mark Peck. And Mark says, not sure if it's going to uh, share right, but it is a clip of the actors and crew of the new Bad Boys that's that Will Smith and what's the other guy? Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence movie. I think, was this like the third or fourth one? I think it was the third one. It says, looking over the guns they plan to use, someone picks up a pistol to show them and flags Will Smith with the muzzle. He slaps the gun down, then takes it and clears it, then hands it back to him, then comments about his terrible gun safety. Anytime an actor promotes proper safety, I think it's a good uh, it's good for all of us. I'll agree with that. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty huge. So it's it looks like it's an Instagram thing. I'm going to play it right here, and you'll hear the audio. But you guys can go to it looks like Gun Mag Warehouse has this video that Mark sent me. Uh, I'm going to hit the play button now. Bumping it up a level to some of the cooler, more up up to date stuff. It's not more extravagant than the second. One. So, so that was, uh, I mean, you just heard a little sound effects there, but it was showing the guy reaching down, picking the gun off the table. He flags Will Smith with it. With it. Uh, Will Smith out of the corner of his eyes seeing this, 
And as it's coming towards him, he slaps it back down away from everyone, down toward the ground, takes it from the dude, and then just like uh, Mark said, he clears it, makes sure it's safe, uh, and then he hands it back to the dude, uh, and then he says that, what he said right there. It kind of looked like the guy set himself up for uh, failure because Will looked like he'd been keeping an eye on him the whole time, like he expected something bad there. Right, yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. I know this guy, this guy's going to do something boneheaded, and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and he's like, yep, you didn't fail me, dude. Um, but no, that's cool. Will Smith, uh, I don't know that he's ever come out as being uh, pro or anti-gun. Not sure. But uh, a lot of his movies, he deals with firearms and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I'm sure he's had uh, a lot of training. So cool, yeah. So we'll put Will Smith on the uh, Lead Force One. So uh, good nomination there, Mark. Our next one comes from Jonathan Gallup a.k.a. Giddy Up. It says, Lefty, I have a nomination for a ride on Lead Force One, although I think it should be an honorable mention, but I'll leave it to the ghost of Charlton Heston to decide. Uh, so what it is, he's got a link here. It says, A family fights off a house invasion and shoots the attacker with his own gun. It says, The guy who won the Darwin Award won't be coming back and there's no mention of the family owning a gun. They had to fight off the attacker for his gun then shoot him with it good on them good teamwork still a self-defense win as always i hope this message finds you and yours well especially after shot show well i did uh, survive the shot show crud i was lucky enough that i didn't get it uh, but poor bill doe got it so bill doe's been down with the shot show crud says also thanks to you and mission first tactical for the awesome dump tray and wallet take note lead heads participate and win the cool prizes there you go. There's firsthand uh, knowledge of if you participate, you're going to win cool shit from Talking Lead. And speaking of, we have the CP33 from Caltech. That is in the works. We're going to do a giveaway with Caltech, Mission First Tactical, Buck Knives, and Smith and Bradley Watches. We're going to have a really cool prize package. It's going to have a custom. Um, Logoed out CP33. They're going to make a custom holster for that. Mission First is. Uh, and I'm sure it'll have some cool stuff on the, the holster. And then Buck Knives is going to put up a knife. And Smith and Bradley Watches is going to put up a watch. And we're going to do like we did uh, our last giveaway with, uh, with Mission First Tactical. We're going to do like one of those Gleam giveaways. So you're going to have to go and like and, and share and you know do that stuff on the social media pages to... To get more uh, entries, that's what it is. You get more entries, the more participation that you uh, that you do. So yeah, that's coming up. We'll have details uh, as that becomes uh, more readily available. Uh, I just sent the gun to Mission First, and uh, they've got it, and they're going to be doing the the artwork on the logo there uh, with the the CP thirty three. So something to look forward to. You guys have any heroes? Anybody who's done something good that you want to uh, mention? Anything particularly particular stands out? Oh, I know who you want to throw on the jack wagon train. We're gonna I'm gonna bring this back because I know you want to throw them on Netflix. Taking friends off. Oh yeah. Whew. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that is not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I don't. I don't just don't understand it. Like that. That has really like ruined my evenings. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you got like nothing to do. That was. No, I mean... In like, your downtime. For real. Like, there's days that you're just having one of those days, and you just... 
and I hear this from several people, not just myself, but you just have one of those days and you just need to watch some friends to pull yourself right out. And like you, you go. I mean, I have all 10 seasons on DVD. So, I mean, literally I can pop one in, but. Do you have DVD or you got VHS? No, I have DVDs. Oh, you got DVDs? Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, you know we got a DVD I know. player. And we can, I can watch them. I totally she can. She has to get up every five episodes. Yeah. You got to, you know, whatever. But like laying in bed at night, watching friends to go to sleep. And I mean, man, like yeah. my kids, they feel the same way. I've had friends. Like I, it was, yeah, Netflix, bad move, bad move. So you're throwing them officially on the jack wagon yeah, train? I am. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but in the same breath, she's going to throw them on the hero train. That's for... right. I do want to throw them on the hero train. Like, okay, for... seriously, I don't. <laughs> okay, for? I don't know that I am responsible for this, but, but I will say. Okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. because I work in TV and film, mm-hmm. and um, I know a lot of people that work in TV and film, and we work long, hard hours. Work in the cold, work in the hot, don't see our families. Mm-hmm. can be rough. Mm-hmm. Credits roll. I watch the credits. I love to watch the credits. I may not know a single person that's rolling through those credits, but I might know somebody. You and usually pick out somebody I you usually, know. I do. Oftentimes yeah. I pick somebody that I've worked, out, worked with before or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyways, Netflix used to do when you watch a show and as soon as it ended, the next it thing. It shrinks down and goes up to the top left and then it says this is coming up. It, yeah. The credits. Yeah. Go away. Yeah, you can't see them. And I'll say the next show starts in however many seconds or whatever. Yeah. So back in May, I sent Netflix an email saying that I feel like they should allow the credits to roll Mm -hmm. for the sake of us film people that work in the industry. Like, you know, we deserve credit for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why they have uh, credits to begin with. What's the point if if nobody can watch them, right? Yeah. And, uh, Which 98% of people don't watch the credits anyway. Maybe not, but I don't know. I do. Yeah. I'm an at, You guys all know I do. Um, so now, oh, yeah, we know when that. you're watching Netflix, when the show ends, there is a button that says watch credits, or you can go on to watch the next episode. Not saying that was me, yeah. but... Now, um, does it still shrink down, or does it still stay big, and then it gives you the option? No, it, it stays big. It stays big, okay. and then, but it will go away unless you click one of those things. One of the things. And so, if you want to watch the credits, just click watch next or watch up watch credits. There I think that's huge. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Now, have you have you noticed that it does it on all the TVs? Because some of our TVs have different. Right. No, it doesn't do it on our bedroom options TV. on Netflix for some reason. It just does it on Brantley's. It's not TV. all the same. Brantley's got the better TV, I guess. I've not watched the TV in here, so I don't know. But I don't have Netflix on this. So. Okay. But, yeah, anyways, it's on somebody's TV. It's well, there you go. So you did have, you had yeah. a, your jack wagon is your hero. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you, 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 you counteracted it. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Leadheads. Uh, that does it for our planes and trains. If you have uh, Leadhead Brigade heroes that you want to nominate, you've got jack wagons you want to nominate, send those in to talkinglead at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read them on the air. Make sure you send me links, though. So that's going to get us into our SHOT Show interviews, our part two of our SHOT Show uh, interviews, and we are going to kick it off with, and Brantley, you may, not, may or may not know this guy, an NFL player. His name is Caleb McGarry. He is a offensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. I think I know four offensive linemen by name. By name. Okay. So so you don't know. He's a rookie. So this was his first year. Uh, he started the, the whole season. And a really, really nice guy. He's big into hunting outdoors. 
and uh, we're going to kick it off with our interview with uh, with Caleb and Brooksy, and we talk a little archery also. So uh, you guys sit back and enjoy these interviews, and we'll be back to wrap up the show. So, like a Starbucks almost, or Starbucks? <laughs> Starburst? Starburst. Star- it's called High Chew. No, it's kind of like a different take on Starburst. Yeah. Same idea, though. A lot really better. Good. Okay. Well, you should try it. They're delicious. They're addictive. As I get this out of my tooth. Is this my water? Thank you. Totally professional. <laughs> We're nothing but professional here. So let's make this the kickoff episode. Mm. This is the one that will start everything off. All right. Let's do it. All right. We'll pretend. <laughs> we'll fake it. Fake it to you, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have arrived. We made it to Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, baby. Mm. We are at the official lead quarters of the Talking Lead podcast here at the 2020 Las Vegas SHOT Show. Buck Knives, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Woo-hoo. Hey, leadheads. And, and joining me to my left, as you're looking at the uh, radio dial, from my left to my right, Chris Brooksy Brooks. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's Welcome up, buddy? Welcome to the booth again. Thank you for having us. Uh, I think we're going to have an awesome show from, from the lineup that you're telling me, the, the guests that are going to be coming by, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a great show, man. It will be, no it's doubt. Be an awesome show. So, Brooksy, talk about the, uh, the the shot show for Buck Knives this year. What do you guys got lined up? What's special? What's exciting? One of our big focuses this year is going to be on the tactical side. So we've got uh, quite a few tactical uh, products coming out, and uh, we are looking forward to introducing those to the crowd. Oh, yeah. So so let's talk about those. As so, our leadheads are listening to this, uh, we'll have already released a lot of these pictures and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. We've got the, uh, the 808 Talon that will be coming out. Kind of looks like a big old recurve machete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, one of my favorites. Yeah, it'll do some damage. So is that a, re- a retooled uh, Talon? That you had is, the Talon out it's before, It's based right? off of a uh, an existing knife, but we've made quite a few modifications to it. So all for the better. Uh, getting some testing done by some operators out there. Okay. Uh, and then we've got the uh, ground combat knives. We have a Tonto and Spear Point version coming in a couple of different colors. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Got some operators working on those. And then we've got some uh, sneak peeks of some product that will be coming out probably in about two months. A couple of months. All right. So we got the sneak peeks here. So we're going to take some pictures of those. We're going to post them on the social medias, maybe even do a live feed. We might. So uh, as you're listening to this, go back, uh, scroll through our Facebook, our Instagram, and you're probably going to see those feeds that I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see it first here. So uh, you brought a guest along with you, Brooksy. Yes. Uh, he's taking up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. You, you brought a large individual. That's right. To the show, I'm, I'm I'm a little scared. I got my knife handy here in case I need to jab him in the throat. But <laughs> introduce your guest. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to break. He's got a long reach. Yeah. So this and a is a thick neck. <laughs> definitely a buddy of ours here at Buck Knives. This is Caleb McGarry. Some of you might uh, recognize him. He is a uh, a big dude. He and, is big. Uh, he's no a doubt about it. O lineman for uh, Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Yes, sir. Welcome yeah. in, Caleb. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. So, have you ever done a podcast before? Uh, one or two. I've one or two. I, I've I've talked once or twice. His agent is shaking her shaking her head yes <laughs> over there. <laughs> I, I won't profess to be very good at it though. No. You'll have, you'll have to decide. We'll we'll decide. We'll decide. So we'll see if I'm qualified. 
So how do you fit in with this group? How do you fit in with Buck Knives being an Atlanta Falcons offensive lineman? Uh, you know, I'm, I've always been a big outdoorsman. And, um, you know, in my household, Buck Knives was kind of a staple growing up. Like, you know, so many other kids. You know, Grandpa had a Buck Knife, Dad had a Buck Knife. And, you know, when I got drafted to the Falcons, um, you know, I heard that, uh, not necessarily Buck Knives, but, you know, sometimes companies will partner with, athletes or something mm-hmm. for you know products that they care about or believe in and stuff like that and right so i asked my agent you know to reach out to these guys see what they think you know we're saying say is no throw them a bone yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cast well, a line out there uh yeah you know why not and to our surprise they actually you know they were open to it they said you don't know, come in for a visit we'll sit down and talk and you know they didn't tell me to gtfo so <laughs> it, you know it could have gone worse sure sure no, so just like that yeah, and, you know, we've kind of been friendly ever since, and, you know, they've let me tag along here and there, and, you know, it's it's really cool. I've always been a big believer in the product. and So I'll take it that you're proud. a big hunter? I am. I do. I love to hunt and fish. Now, where are you from originally? Where, where do you come out of? I grew up in southwest Washington, a okay. little town called Amboy. Amboy? Yep, near Mount St. Helens. Okay. <clears throat> I've always, I have never been to Mount St. Helens. I've always wanted to go there. It's amazing. It's very pretty. Yeah, so I'm Very sure it's, it's recovered now since the, uh, yep. was that in the bit. 80s? 80s? Yeah. 1980. Mount St. Helens erupted. So, um, very cool. Now, when you go hunting, what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your preference? You bow hunt? You rifle hunt? Uh, I do both, but I prefer to bow hunt. I really like, uh, I really like shooting my Bear Super Kodiak recurve bow. So they've got to make a <coughs> custom one for you, I'm sure. I mean, that would be ideal, but... No, not to my knowledge. I don't believe Bear does. Actually, actually, I don't think they do custom. I bet they would for you. I bet if you were to reach out to them like you did Buck Knives. <laughs> I'd be cool. I bet they, would, be cool. Uh, they would custom measure a bow just for you. That'd be awesome. I've I, I've been a big fan of theirs, too, for a while. They're kind of they're the bow that I grew up shooting. Yeah. Kind of like Buck Knives is the knife that I grew up having. So that'd be, that'd be cool. So did you go this year? Did you have an opportunity to go? So you, I mean, we just established that you're a pro football player, mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. How many years have you been? This is uh, this is my first year in the NFL. I just first got year? drafted this spring. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. It's been quite an experience. We'll get we'll get more <laughs> to that in just a minute. But uh, so so the hunting season, I know in in Tennessee, deer season's over with now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be gearing up for archery season next year. Next mm-hmm. year, it's going to be my first time ever nice. bow hunting. Wow, what you going with? What you taking? I, I don't know. So I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm taking polls. You know, I'm, I'm using right, this right. opportunity at Shot Show mm-hmm. to uh, to to pick the brains of you know people mm-hmm. that are that are in the know. And you, you seem to okay. be in the know. So what yeah, what's your much. opinion? Uh, are you going traditional or modern? Are you want to use a compound or? I'm gonna use compound. Compound. Yeah, I'm gonna go compound. Uh, you know, the good thing about compound is there's there's a lot of variety variety mm-hmm. now. There's a lot of lot of decent bows out there uh pse makes a good bow bear actually bear makes some good okay good i've, seen, I've seen those yeah. yeah i've looked at pse i've looked at bear mm-hmm. uh i've looked at matthews yep matthews uh i've looked at hoyt yes sir yep you know so uh i mean i don't i don't know i don't there's so many out there you know that's the other thing variety you yeah know, there's too many out there there's all, yeah there's there's too many options it makes it hard to choose yeah yeah so what do you what what do you oh selfies it's <laughs> selfie time <laughs> So you said you use which one? Uh, I use the Bear Super Kodiak. It's a recurve bow. Okay. 
Um, I did recently get a PSE. Uh, God, I can't remember what the model is. It's one of their newer ones, so okay. it's a compound. Uh, it, it, it's a good bow. Like a lot of modern compound bows are really, really impressive. The technology, how far, yeah. how far it's coming, what they can do now. It's, you know, and that's another thing people keep telling me too is, uh, you know, don't buy one because I was going to buy one during the season. They're like, yep. no, 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 don't buy one yep. now. Wait till after the season. Yep, off. Wait because then you're going to get you mm-hmm. know the best deals. But then yep. the new ones are going to be coming out, mm-hmm. and you know the latest and greatest technology supposedly is going to be in the new one. So, yep. um, if, uh, if I want the latest and greatest. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. But uh, have you have you shot a bow before, or will this yeah. be your first time? Oh, no, okay, I've shot so them before. Yeah. Okay. If you were like a total beginner, I'd recommend you know getting a later you know an earlier model first to kind of learn with. But yeah, since you know what you're doing, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I wouldn't yeah. say that I know what I'm doing. Latest but. and greatest. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> have an idea. But, you have but, an idea. You know, I, I've got the concept down, and you know, yeah. of, of how to. I get how to none draw of us really ever know what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Bump, in, bump into walls often. That's enough. right. Eventually, get where you're exercise to be. in futility. But, <laughs> um, but no, that, I'm, I'm going to be polling people throughout the show and kind of get cool. different opinions and, huh. and and what people recommend. So you're saying you use a bear or PSCs, what what yep. you're comfortable with? Yep. And you know, like all the brands you said, like Hoyt, Matthews. Yeah. You know. Those well, I know all, once you jump into those, the price you know jumps yep. up. Also, there is a l- little bit of brand marketing. You know, you're gonna yeah. the price is going to go up, but PSE make PSE and Bear both make very good very good compound bows. Right. And, and I guess that's know. probably what I'm I'm trying to you know figure out is is a Hoyt worth the the additional money or is a Bear or a PSE just as good? You know. Yeah. What am I gaining by paying an extra six hundred dollars for a Hoyt? It's just like anything, you know. You go out and you figure out. Just test them all, yeah. because you know one might just feel better to you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not a bow hunter. You're right. I've never shot a bow up until this past summer mm-hmm. in my life. Okay. Other than when I was like. So you're new to it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a total rookie. So it was it was uh, it was pretty interesting because. I mean, when I was little in Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts or whatever they called them back then, I shot my first bow. Mm-hmm. Old, just little tiny recurves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this summer, you know, my my oldest boy and then my brother-in-law, they that they almost hunt exclusively bow, <coughs> bow season. So yeah. I'm like, they keep trying to get me to go with them. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot. The biggest thing is, is I've got a torn rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. Just never had it fixed, right? So I can't I can't draw back with my right my right side. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is I found out I'm left-handed. Okay. <laughs> as, far as, as far as shooting a bow goes, you know, which is yeah. perfect because yeah, now that works. now I can draw a bow. <laughs> and even as a rookie, I could tell the difference in all of the bows that I tried. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to get well, out. That was going to be another question that I asked too. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask is because I am new at it. I, mean, I could train my, you know, I could be a left-handed shooter at, at bow if I wanted to at archery. Mm. So, is there a benefit to going left versus right, or not? No. You know? I mean, right-handed stuff is going to be more readily available, just yeah. because right. there's be just more, more prevalent, probably yeah. cheaper. But you know, there's more options. You know, I mean, you're not the good thing about archery is you're not gonna you're not gonna pay much more for one versus the other in terms of left or right, just because it's it's just the same thing, just switched yeah. on the other side you know there's not there's not a whole the bow doesn't need to be completely reconfigured just to accommodate a left-handed draw yeah so so now you know that brings us to like arrows and accessories mm-hmm. you know and things like that so uh um I've, I've told that your bow i mean your arrow you want to spend a little more money on 
yep. on your arrows. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend as far as arrows go? I mean, you know, unfortunately, you have the same problem, almost worse with arrows as you do bows in oh terms gosh. of selection. Don't show me that. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's so many. But um, the, you, you've heard right. You definitely want to, if you go on the cheap with your bow, you know, if you got to pick one area to put more money into, you want to put. I guess it's like ammo, area. you know, when you're going to go to the range, yeah. you're just going to, you know, just target practice stuff like that. You get yeah. the cheaper stuff. Don't worry about it. But then, mm-hmm. you know, for the hunt, then yep. you want to know, you want to go and get the, yep. you know, the nice, mm-hmm. you know, Federal or Nosler, yeah. you know, whatever the latest and greatest stuff is out there these days. Fioki. Yeah, what you feed it matters. Official yep. sponsors of Talking Lead, by the way. Nice, nice. Uh, I would, I would recommend Easton. Easton, okay. Easton makes very good arrows. Uh, I Easton. use them. Uh, I use them both in my compounds and in uh, my recurve bow, and okay. they're they make excellent arrows, especially their aluminum ones. The, good the aluminum hunting ones are the ones that I use on my recurve bow, and they. They hit like bricks, man. They're awesome. They, nice. do, they do very, very well. Okay. And then my next question uh, that I want to zero in is the release. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a, a bazillion different styles and types. Yep. And so what, what's your preference on the release? I use, I use a, a trigger release. Okay. Um, but here's the thing about releases. It's truly about what's com- comfortable for you. So you are going to have to, oh you know, gosh. yeah. When you go, when you go pick your bow, you know, just play around with releases and any good, any good archery shop or archery department will, will have, you know, releases and bows and you will be able to try it before you actually buy it. That's oh, okay. You know, that would that's good be, to know. Yeah. You know, you won't, you won't have to go in there. And just some buy of those triggers are like 200 bucks, you know, some of those releases. Yeah, they're, they're not, they're not always cheap. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's worth it to get a good trigger because it, it really helps on your release and the smoothness arrow release and stuff like that. But you know you don't have to necessarily break the bank. Yeah. Um, but it is worth it to get you know a decent trigger. Um, but yeah, it's really because there's what three different configurations. There's traditional trigger, which has like a long a long tube and like a vise at the end. There's a hook one now. Mm-hmm. It's also a trigger. Uh, and then there's a thumb one where you actually release with your thumb. Yep. And it's it's really just about what you end up being most comfortable yeah. with. So, and like I said, you'll be able to try those out with with your bow and stuff, and it won't be okay. Yeah, very cool. Well, that's all the uh, archery questions I had. <laughs> <laughs> so that's getting me on the road there. That good start. Yeah. So right. I'll look I'll look at the uh, the bears and the the PSEs, mm-hmm. Eastman arrows, and uh, I'm, I think I'm leaning from what I've heard more that the trigger. The thumb release thing. I've heard a lot of people are really digging those right now, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I get to try them out. So that's just like you know we recommend with firearms. You know, yeah. everybody's hands different. You know, so yeah, yep. Go see what feels good. That's a good tip. Should take my own advice, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about buck knives. You know, sure. how, how it's always been a favorite of yours. Mm-hmm. What was your first exposure to to buck knives? Uh, my very first exposure, uh, I was a little kid. I was probably like five or six. I mean, you're not much older than that now. Come on. I know. I, I, I actually maintain that I'm perpetually six years old. You know? <laughs> Something shiny, you got to kind of play with it, see what it is. Right. If there's like a button that you're not supposed to push, you got to push that, it. That doesn't go away. Yeah, you just got to see what happens. You, you know? don't grow out of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like any little kid, I'd break into my parents' bedroom, go through dad's drawers, because <laughs> yep. there's cool stuff in there. You know, you Absolutely. see pocket knives and whatnot. And I would always steal uh, his this old silver buck pocket knife that he had and I'd play play with it endlessly and is a I don't know I just, I just love the thing and that was the knife he ended up eventually I won the war of attrition because he kept taking it away from me and I'd go steal it again right eventually he just gave up and gave it to me yeah and let me let me play with now, it do you still have like that knife? Dad, I do <laughs> you still I do have still, it I do still have that knife very um, cool 
yeah, and that's that's kind of how I got started, and you know, been been in love ever since. You know, I, like I said, I still have that that poor knife is still held holding together, <laughs> you know, despite <laughs> all of the all of the many years of abuse it suffered. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? uh, I'm sure if you gave it to Brooksy here, he could probably uh, get it right back into tip top shape for that's you. Right, we'll take care of it, tune it up. Oh yeah, it's. I, but you don't I, want her to lose that patina. That that's kind of that's that's kind of thing is that I I kind of like all the scars it's got now. You know, it's it's a it's a testament to you know not only the quality of buck knives but you know all the trauma it's survived over the years. Senior team leader Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the new lineup. You know, mm-hmm. we were talking about some of the the tactical things that you guys have out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had a chance to go and look and, and see see the new I stuff? Did. I did. What's I, catching your eye? Uh, I, re- God, which I really like. I really like the talon. The talon's really cool. I think that's that's a really, really cool um, brush clearing kind of tactical. Uh, Great small machete. Would you kind yeah, of classify yeah. as like camping, a small camping, camp- yeah, kind of camping type machete uh, tool? Um, yeah, definitely. That and the the spear point the spear point combat knife. I think what what was that one called? Was that ground combat? Knife. Ground combat. Yeah, that yeah. I really I really like the lines on that the design. And the steel, the steel that uh, you guys have decided to go with, I think, is, is phenomenal. 5160 is yeah. stellar, stellar knife steel. Yeah, it's hard to beat that, definitely. But, yeah, I was eyeing the talent over there. I did a, yeah. I did a little live before I kicked everything off, and uh, I was really focusing in on that, <laughs> that talent right there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I love it. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, the pursuit line, I mean, that's been hot for you guys. Uh, yep. Did you, uh, yeah, we brought that, that out in about uh, early August. And uh, you know, just before the season started, and, and it's done really well. In fact, we're we're talking about bringing in a pro series, so we'll use an upgraded steel. Oh, sweet! Ooh, yeah, dude. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Caleb's like, mm-hmm. I've well, I'm a knife junkie, so I've I've been playing with I've been playing with a set I got a hold of, and I I like them a lot. I think I think they're a really good, yeah. really good design of hunting knife. Really what, like what's your preference to take uh, on the hunt for your Skinner? Uh you know, I re- I like to take one knife that I can kind of get away with doing everything with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll take, I got a Buck 119 that I'll take. I got a Buck General that I take. Um, the Frontiersman, I got a Frontiersman. I actually really like that that uh, that blade is the flat kind of Bowie blade designer. You can mm-hmm. you can skin with it because it's it's got the upswept blade. You can do whatever you want with it. It's it's a very good knife. Yeah. Um, I and I actually. I've actually been throwing that pursuit in my pack when I go when I go to play around. It's actually a really good little camp knife. Yeah. That 420, you know, you have a small sharpener, you know, it holds holds an edge for a while, and then you sharpen it right back up, and you're off to the races. It's it's a really good little working steel, and I've I really I, that has found its place in my pack now for ever since I've so gotten. It's kind of your EDC then. Yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of what it's turned into. I actually really really like that knife. Pretty cool. I'm a big fan. Nice. So, uh, in Atlanta, are you allowed to carry knives in Atlanta? I can't remember if that's. I don't. Uh, I believe. I believe pocket pocket knife size. You have to keep to three and a half. Is that what it is? Three and a half inches or less concealed, and then I'm not. I'm actually not clear on like fixed blade carrying. Yeah. Uh, fixed blade carrying. I think fixed laws. blade is legal there. Is it? It, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if if you're if you're unconcealed carrying. I'm, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it's you legal. can wear it on your hip. And, yeah. And uh, I can't wear I it to the facility say though. It's legal there. Yeah, I, I would I would think so. Georgia's a very very uh, friendly state for that. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's your uh, what's your pocket knife? What's your favorite pocket knife? Oh boy. Your dad's? Yeah. <laughs> the one I stole from my dad. Yeah. The one my dad has. Uh, actually, I got a. I think it's a Sprint Buck Sprint. That I have the uh-huh. new folders. Oh, let's see. 
yeah, this, this one. Yep. Is this? It's yeah. I've, carbon fiber sprint. Yeah, dude, I, I really like this knife. It's actually kind of fun. You just kind of, you can just kind of play with it, sit there, open it, close right. it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I do, I just sit there and play with so it. So when I came up and visited uh, you guys, was it November? November, yeah. Yeah, I fell in love with this one. Marksman. Yeah. Ooh. The Marshman. So this is this oh, is Oh, that's the Czar, never mind. The Czar? Is it it's the Czar, yeah. Wow. That's that, cool. That uh, that one slowly grew up. I thought it might be a little too big for me to be EDCing, but I love it, man. I take it everywhere. Dude, that's that is neat. That's a pretty that's a solid. It's solid, solid too, it is. Yeah. It's got a good I'll, heft to it. I like that. It's got that it's got that tanno tip to it too. Yeah. I like it. That's cool. That's really cool. Kind of a little high. It's got the glass breaker on it. Yeah, and the gut hook. I wanted somebody's cutter, actually. I wanted somebody's uh, truck yesterday or the day before yesterday at the range. They had a little crack in their windshield, <laughs> and I was teasing around like I was gonna go ahead and finish the job. How they feel about that? Yeah, uh, might be the wrong crack. <laughs> no, they turn white. They turn white. No. Right. <laughs> but no, I have really been enjoying this one. So this was probably uh, um, from our trip. You know, one of the best things I took away from our trip up there. Other than just your company, right? Other than that. Who you were sharing than, your company uh, with. Yeah, other than, you know, inter- meeting your wife and hanging out with your wife and your dog, you know, that was that right. was great. That was great. Oh, and you were okay, too. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> How is the dog, by the way? He is doing good. He hates the winter. Oh, I'll bet. He does not like snow. I'll bet. No. You open the door and he's like, nope. No, thank you. Nope. Not going to do it. No, so uh, it's a battle every time that we want him to, you know, especially at night. Oh, yeah. We want to go to bed. It's just like you have to force him outside. <laughs> so what about you, Caleb? You got a you got a big sweetie? I do. I got a black lab named Waylon. Waylon? Yeah, but he is a 10-month-old puppy, and he eats everything. <laughs> my, my socks are not safe anywhere. Or your shoes. Or our shoes. Or our is it a pup? Anything. He is. He's, he's 10 Brand months new. old now. Okay. Uh, and he is 100 pounds. Okay. Yeah, he is. He's going to be a good one. He's large, and he's very friendly. <laughs> he's very friendly. He likes to step on feet, you know, clear tables with his tail, all that stuff. It's, oh, yeah. Our coffee table has known no peace. There's been, nothing is safe. Nothing is no, safe. No, he doesn't chew on the coffee table, does he? No, no, thankfully. We have not She's had like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he does. Oh, well, yeah, I just, I haven't had to catch him yet, then, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool, Caleb. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for taking the time to be on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, but before we get off here, I've got uh, I've got to talk football. You know, we didn't oh. talk football yet. No, so, right. so your first year in the NFL, where did you play college ball? University of Washington. Okay. Yes, University sir. of Washington, and yep. you were uh, drafted last year. Yes, sir. This, okay. this, so this last this is, spring. This last spring. So you're going to have to forgive me. I did not watch as much NFL football this year as right. I as I should have. Heathen. We're we're both Titans fans. You know, being from Tennessee, so I'm sorry. you know. We're we're big Titans <laughs> fans. Uh, maybe one day, you know, we'll draft you over and you, you come on up and be in a real state. But um, Atlanta Falcons, how how have you enjoyed your first NFL season? Uh, I I really liked it. I, I had a lot of fun. It was quite a quite a different experience from college, and it was very very different. But it was very cool. I'm yeah. very lucky to actually I'm very lucky to be on the Falcons. Honestly, it's one of the few teams that. I genuinely hoped I'd get drafted by, and oh, cool. you know, as a up-and-coming hopeful rookie, you, you just don't know. You know, you can kind of you, you can try and get a feel for who you think likes you or not, but right. at the end of the day, you never know. There's so much that goes on on draft day and leading up to it that you just there's just no way of knowing. 
So, so what was that feeling like when they called your name out? So I was, were you I at was home? ecstatic. Were you at home when that I happened? Was, I was in a, we were actually in our apartment in Seattle um, with my parents and my agents and everybody. We were all packed into our little, what, like two and a half room, like, yeah, in quote, two bedroom, in quotation, apartment. That's <laughs> right. 2500 a month. Oh, my just, gosh. It was, yeah. Ow. Don't, don't, don't rent an apartment in Seattle. <laughs> um, it was it was awesome, man. It, it was I honestly could not believe it at first. I was I was stunned. I was yeah. in a state of disbelief for sure. Now I guess you don't know prior to them actually. So you find out when everybody else finds out. Is that yeah. how that works? Yeah, the, the the exact same time. Unless I mean they can tell your agent. Yes, we're taking him here, but that didn't happen. Like it every now changes, and then that yeah. will happen. Yeah, and even then sometimes it changes. When people just, do trades on picks and stuff yep. like that, you might be there's a lot that you might happens. have been a part of that trade or something. Yeah, and you know like you said, you have no idea. Yeah. You you find out when everybody else finds out. So So uh, when when they when they called your name, did they did you get a call from them? From I did anybody? They I did, call you yes, up on sir. the phone? They did the GM, spoke to the GM, the head coach and the owner. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. That's an experience I will never forget. Nice. Very good. So your first year, how much playing time did you get? Uh, I started every – I think yeah, I started every game. Started every game. Nice, right dude. Tackle. Yes, sir. Very good. So I'm going to have to start following the Falcons now. <laughs> I mean, they've never been like my top team, but, you know, being in Tennessee, we'd never had a team. You never had a pro team. So I always supported, you know, the close teams yeah. that were around. So I always kind of rooted for the Falcons, you know. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to say who my number one team was, but. Uh, Fair enough. Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had to ruin it. I was doing so well. Had to ruin it. Yeah. In our household, it was either your cowboy or you were a dolphin. Ah, uh, I see. So I had to pick sides. I went with the Cowboys, but <laughs> I was one of those. There's no good choice. Yeah, there. there, there's there's no winning. I was that. I was a, I was a player. I like players, individual players. So right. if somebody that right. I liked was on a team, then you know that was my team. I respect know, that kind right. of thing. So right. I always followed the players. So I'm going to start following you now. The Falcons are going to be my team. Nice. So Thank is there going to be is there going to be a special maybe Caleb knife coming in the near future? Oh, man, I don't know. We haven't even gotten that far. Yeah, it'd okay. be a pretty ugly knife probably. Well, until then, <laughs> until then, take It'll that knife, big. Caleb. <laughs> that knife over there. No? Oh. Just o- open that up. All right. Check it out. This is going to be your new favorite knife. Nice. I'll check that out. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, oh, and the other side. Nice. You got like mission that. first on one side, talking lead on the other, and that's buck cool. knives in the middle. Yeah, I, I dig it. That's cool. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a cool, huh? That's a neat little knife. Heck nice. yeah. Sweet. I will. I will take this and play with it. <laughs> there you go. And what's your number? I am number 76. 76. Yes, now, now, do we have jerseys that we can buy with your name on the back of them? And st- I believe are they so. out? Yeah, I believe okay. so. So we can go to the NFL store and yep. get those? All right. Yes, sir. All right. So, I mean, next show, I'm going to be wearing this jersey. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Hell yeah. Very cool. I you. like jerseys. I, I dig wearing jerseys. What about hockey? You in hockey? You know, I always wanted to play Washington? hockey, but I, I couldn't skate with the dad. Yeah? I couldn't skate at all. I was terrible. That is a drawback. <laughs> it kind of got kinda, to do that. Yeah, it's kind of a prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. But me and, uh, me and my dad went to semi-pro hockey matches a lot when I was younger. Yeah. It was awesome. There was always fights. It was great. <laughs> there, was, there was one, uh, one, I think it was between the Thunderbirds and... Um, Portland Thunderbirds and somebody else, and they they just had this 
this like bench clearing fight. A ref got knocked out. <laughs> Everybody's the, dude, fighting. They, man. Oh my god! Yeah, the they refs, had, uh, the coaches. <laughs> the refs got it. Coaches got it. A couple mascots of fans got are it. fighting. <laughs> mascots are out there with sticks. Like it was. They had to replace some of the glass panes. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> It was, it was awesome. Great. Oh, it was so much fun. This <laughs> <laughs> like eight-year-old little kid. Yeah. Just like screaming my head off. Heck yeah. It was awesome. So, Leadheads, this is a sign of things to come for the 2020 SHOT Show. Uh, great interview, Caleb. Thank you so much for taking time to be on. Thanks for having me. Setting the pace for the, the rest of the interviews, the shows that, <laughs> that we're going to be having here. We got four more days, three more days. Three we? more. Like, whew. So, we got lots and lots of interviews coming, nice. Leadheads. So, stay tuned. And uh, we'll be back with more. Actually, let me rewind that because I want to give you uh, where people can find you and follow you and, and okay. do that kind of stuff. So, so before we sign off here, Caleb, give everybody like your social medias where they can uh, follow you, keep up with yeah. you, what's going on with uh, the I'm Falcons. On, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I think just Caleb McGarry, K-A-L-E-B-M-C-G-A-R-Y. That's, that's me. All right, yeah. let's go follow Caleb. Let him know that you're a leadhead. You heard him here on the Talking Lead podcast. And uh, we'll be back with more at the 2020 SHOT Show from the official headquarters at Buck Knox. Baby. <laughs> Rick, can you hand me that chair? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep. What's the lights? Got it? Nice. Lights, camera, action. You want to put him right here by me? Yes, let's do that. Let's put him right here by me. Do me a favor, don't talk fast. You're having a hard time understanding. I mean... Good boy. There we go. I don't think it's big enough. Yeah, it's big Let me enough. get closer. Give him a little leverage. It'll be like a, lo- like a love sofa. <laughs> I love it. So we throw these on? Yep. Put your ears on. And he needs to got ears over here? Right there. Top gun. Top gun, baby. Oh, he's here on Top Gun. Top Gun. Thank you, sir. Oh, my goodness. All good. Do you need a drink? Good, brother. You need a drink? Thank you. You need a drink, Garcia? Oh, I'm good. Water, beer. How about bourbon? Bourbon? <laughs> are we, are we going to talk bourbon language oh, today? That's what Josh was supposed to bring. I love it. I thought oh, Josh was bringing the bourbon to the party. I know it. You know? Come on, Josh. What's up? I man? know it, man. We got plenty up in the suite. You got to come by after the show. We will. Love we'll to definitely have you. will. And it's not just bourbon, man. It's peanut butter bourbon. Peanut butter bourbon. Peanut butter whiskey. I want to know where the jelly's at, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming? Oh, Is that a mixer? I don't know. They got a lot of good stuff in the works over at do? Old Elk. Yep. So, Leadheads, we are at the 2020 SHOT Show. We're actually doing a live as we're recording. So, uh, everybody on Facebook Live, what's up, Leadheads? So, we got our good buddy, Senior Team Leader Garcia. Hey, what's going on, guys? He's got one of his best friends. Is Ami? Ami, yep. Ami joining us. Say hey. Say hey to everybody, Ami. Oh. Yep, he said hi, too. He said hi, okay. <laughs> I, I can read his eyes. I got you, I got you. He's actually a little hungry. So, uh, Garcia, you brought some friends along with you. Introduce uh, your friends to the Leadhead Brigade. Well, I would have said the, the peanut butter bourbon man, but I'm not. This is, <laughs> I got my buddy, Josh, I'm Josh Richardson, with uh, Angel Armor, and uh, just an amazing story, amazing guy. And uh, we, uh, our, our paths cross, man, with... Uh, with another law enforcement officer and you know it, this community is really tight when we trust somebody man we kind of just we, right we really bring really, them in welcome yeah. them in open arms and yeah. then I, I got a guy who kind of made me popular not um not that kind of popular but uh, he's the one who did the nra um uh life of duty um 
documentary on us that went on cable and he won an award that I didn't get a piece of, but he got, a, he got a huge award. <laughs> Rick Stewart, man. Very good. Rick, welcome in, man. Hey, thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, up on the top of the mic, just flip that up towards the red. Am I good? Get a little closer. Am Talk. I good? Now you're hot. There you, awesome. go. there you go, buddy. Welcome in, Rick. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so you're into uh, production, video production? Yeah, we have a production company called American Zealot Productions. We okay. travel the country and tell the stories of heroes in uniform. Um, and then we support companies like Glock and Keltec and, and others that uh, that uh, service And CSAU? Yes, and John. There you go. What do you mean the end and Joe routine? What <laughs> <laughs> a zealot, man. Well, his head is already this big. I'm afraid right. that if we, you know, say too much, his head will get, get it even bigger. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's possible. Oh man, <laughs> stop it, dude. Josh and stop it is right next to me with his peanut butter bourbon. But I, oh, we're going to talk about that too. Josh, Josh is more than into uh, body armor. He's a. Uh, He's into body goodness, you betcha, making yes. the body feel good. Gotta but I want to get back to uh, to uh, to you, Rick. You're talking about your company and Zealot. You've got an interesting definition of, of what a Zealot is. Yeah, I do. People ask all the time. In fact, I'm kind of surprised sometimes when they're trying to pronounce our car. They, we get everything from Zealot. Uh, they stumble over it. But if I could put on my spectacles. We finally put it on the back of the card because we're trying to get uh, – people to get this good name back you know jesus had a couple of them on his team there you go so zealots must be okay but it it reads on the back of our business card a radically committed warrior patriot servant or follower a faithfully devoted person of uncompromising principle and zeal to a cause code belief or deity that they willingly pledge their allegiance to support and freely risk their lives to defend i am an american zealot i love that that is awesome. That's is awesome. this where I'm supposed to say amen? amen. Because that yeah. was really good, man. <laughs> yeah. that was, I mean, that adds that extra drama to it. Is that you when know? we take yeah. your, your your glass of, of bourbon, uh, peanut, peanut butter, butter bourbon, bourbon, and say cheers <laughs> to yeah. you and swallow? Yes, I mean, God, seriously, Josh? God, country, Rick? amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Well, regardless of it. what uh, Garcia thinks, I think it's awesome. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's, uh, it's pretty zealotous, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even he agrees. So let's let's talk about uh, Angel Armor. So you, I love it. I got two new guys here with me too. Yeah, two new leadheads joining joining the you crew. You know it. We're honored. So we want to learn all about Angel Armor. Awesome. So tell us about how you got into this, and then we'll get a little bit about your background. For sure. Um, you know, we just have a huge passion for law enforcement, and military. Um, I, my brother and I started uh, founded Angel Armor about seven years ago. Um, you know, we just love law enforcement and military. We've been very blessed with uh, a bunch of other family businesses, and, and we're just entrepreneurs. We love starting businesses and providing jobs and opportunity. And um, really, with the passion for law enforcement, obviously we're huge gun advocates and huge gun collectors. And, right. You know, being a leadhead is a huge part of our life. So um, anyway, from that perspective, we said, you know. I like that tie-in. Yeah, Good you job. know it, bud. <laughs> Man, he is a marketer. Holy crap. <laughs> From that perspective, you know, we just wanted to um, bring our passions to the table to save lives. We, we value lives. We value life, liberty, and happiness, not only for everybody, but, you know, law enforcement community, the military community. Uh, we just really wanted to bring that to the forefront. So, and you throw an amen in there. I mean, I was between you, between about. Rick and, and, and Josh, man, uh, we're having church in here. We should be in, we should be in Virginia right now. You know, no kidding, getting them man. pumped up. Brother. No kidding, so, no kidding. Supporting our, our brothers and sisters in Virginia. Absolutely. 
So, um, you know, we saw an opportunity with some technology from a scientist to actually bring it in. We're manufacturing by trade. You know, a lot of you have seen the otter boxes, the cell phone cases. Mm -hmm. You know, so that started, my dad started that in our garage growing up. Really? So, yeah, you betcha. So, hey, see, thanks right? for the support, my man. You're the man. You're the Talk man. about Otterbox. I love it. There you go. So, um, and I know a lot of people in, in our community, you know, the Leadhead community and the community here at Chacho really support Otterbox. So we thank you for that. And, and what's great is we've been able to take those blessings and really bring them to the table, leverage grade A talent, uh, R&D, to really bring something special to the table for law enforcement and military. And, right on, um, man. So it's it's been a huge honor. Uh, we've been so you blessed. made you made an otter box for the human body. You know it, with, bud. with Angel yeah, Armor. We used to, we, we're used to protecting cell phones, and now we're protecting much more important things. You know. Now where are you guys First out responders. of? Responders, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, just north of Denver. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we love it. Now, we, now we keep alluding to this other business. You know, we talking about <laughs> peanut butter, whiskey, yeah, no, and, and whatnot. So you you also got another family business. Yep. You yep. want to talk about that? Yeah. The other business is called Old Elk. Old Elk Distillery. So we make a premium bourbon. Uh, it's available all throughout the United States, and we have also uh, limited releases of rye and weeded bourbon. Some awesome stuff. But we just released another one called Peanut Butter Whiskey, and it actually has like <laughs> a, you know. A tub on it looks like a it's circus Garcia's tub. Favorite, with, man. Oh, it's off the hook! It's off the hook, and so it's with the pinky out. Yeah, yeah any, exactly. Any drink with an umbrella in it is Garcia's favorite. <laughs> we didn't have to go there, man. Honestly, oh, anything you can add jelly to, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. We didn't have to go there. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. You know, we love guns. We love guns, booze, whiskey, country, armor. I mean, know? my yeah. god. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's we good got stuff. it all here. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing is here is that. Um, Wait, wait till you find out about his background first of all, and then and you're gonna like, how does all this really tie in? Yeah. So he's got to tell us about his background. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's I mean, hear it. really, just growing up, you know, our values. I mean, when when we were growing up, there was, you know, the church was bringing our family groceries, and and um, you know, my dad, we we were very blessed by OtterBox and LifeProof is another one of our businesses. They they do the waterproof cases, so we believe giving back is is everything. You know, it's a huge part of our family culture and our values and morals and so um, coming into Angel Armor we've really focused on giving back to law enforcement. We've partnered with a couple nonprofits, uh, agencies that um, lack in funds, we're able to actually provide vests to them free of charge, partner them with church and groups so that they have support system that they're being prayed for and looked after and, and uh, really have a companion, a family companion uh, to be there with them. So um, you know I, I think that the the whole, for us, it's been just a huge honor to come into the Leadhead community, the law enforcement community, the military community. You know, we're very blessed by that and um, thankful to be a part of this. And so we appreciate you very much. We appreciate everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. To support the Leadhead community, the gun community, the law enforcement community. It's a it's a big deal and, and it well, needs to We are to a community and, you know, we're a tight community. So yeah. we got to help each other out. 100%. Yeah, but it's a, it's a community also on trust, right? And yeah. so you have guys that will get into the market. And you guys know, I, I've been into body armor since... Uh, 2000, I was the guy who brought in the, the Kevlar Correctional. And the same message that you hear with a lot of these body armor manufacturers is, hey man, sales, 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 sales. Right. I met Josh through another police officer who passed away just recently, right? Mm. And, and he goes, hey man, it's not about the money, dude. You know, do you like it? Is it working for you? Check out the scientific. And, and they, we're talking scientists that these guys bring in, oh, yeah. right? State of the art. And, I, and he goes, forget about the sales. I just want to know, is it comfortable? Does it fit? And are you going to wear it daily? 
And so yeah. it's like that angel armor. I mean, why the name angel again? Well, you know. I mean, don't I, say I, you're an angel because I know that. <laughs> but no, 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 not it's by any stretch. It's really amazing, you know, man. It's a yeah, great story. I, I mean, I think that it, you know doesn't have anything to do with a stripper, does it? I, no, no. no, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Why do we have to go there, man? I love it. You know, I mean, from from our personal, my brother and I's our personal belief system is, you know, we believe in that type of thing. You know, the angels, and, and I believe it's real. And I think, you know, even a lot of law enforcement, and military uh, personnel who've been in a situation where. Holy cow! This could be my last few moments. I think everybody reaches out and says, you know, hey, I need an angel for protection, you know, and they're reaching out for that in that, that last right. moment. So, for, from our perspective, I think it was a very fitting name for the business, and it also, you know, correlates with our personal beliefs. So, yeah. it, it was a and a, ni- a nice little play on the uh, the logo there with yeah. the wings. Yeah, yeah, the it's angel been, armor. It's done great for us. We've been very like blessed that. in this community. So. It's been awesome. A lot of huge growth and just really been able to protect a lot of guys and save lives. It's phenomenal. Now, you've got personal, you know, hands-on use with the armor. Talk about it, Well, Joe. I'll tell you what, man. I, um, as Rick will tell you, I'm, uh, when it comes to our equipment, we've got tons of equipment from a number of different manufacturers. But when we saw the testing, tried the, uh, the Angel armor, I basically gutted out one of our vests that we had, and I put in their panels, which fit in perfectly. And uh, I don't know if I can talk about who, what, uh, what, what um, other outside vest I'm using, but it, their vest. It's up to him. <laughs> I don't care. We're all good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I love the first spear carriers, but the um, the armor on the inside really, for me, was the convincer on the comfort, the the wearability. Because we wear, our, as you know, we wear our armor like. 12, 16 hours a day, six oh, days yeah, a week, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most comfortable be armor comfortable, out there. Yeah. And then you, you use the uh, the other armor, the Rise system, shoot. But the technology itself, you know, we go in, we're out number 200, you know, to five of us. So it's crazy. And that man over there who uh, he's come in and seen some of these ugly inmates, man. He's pointing at Rick. Round pointing at Rick, that guy there. <laughs> he comes in and, and, and brings in the jokes around the inmates. And they look at him like, who is this white dude, man? There's <laughs> <laughs> some crazy things that go on there. Good thing I have the armor. That's awesome. I love it. And Rick will tell you what kind of animals work behind the bars. And if you think I'm going to put my, put my body or, our, or, or the kind of people that we transport in some kind of, um, I don't know, armor that's not comfortable or, or not proven. Forget right. it, dude. Yep. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Yeah, in addition to what you know, we do for 12 years, uh, the host of uh, NRA's Life of Duty Television and produce their Patriot Profile series. And one of the profiles we did uh, was with Joe and absolutely surprised one at the level of access that he would grant our crew because he trusted our military background mm-hmm. and the things that we had done in our relationships in the community. But when he invited us in, he said, hey, I want you to live the experience and see what we do. And, yeah. you know, I think we have this perception of what it's like uh, inside the concrete jungle from whatever television portrays. But until you've actually been in there and smelt it, you know, and yeah. felt it. And, you know, these, you put all of the worst people in your neighborhood you know, into one building and lock find, yeah, it's and they have nothing quarters. better to do but think of, you know, uh, uh, horrible things to do. Right. And I, you know, I've seen everything from guys throwing feces at him as he walked by, taking a punch off of one of their officers, or you know, just fighting, biting, scratching. And I, we can't even discuss some of the things. That oh they yeah. Do. It's, yeah. It's uh, absurd. And still to this I mean, day, you've seen, you've seen that movie. What's it called? Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. No, the one with uh, Clarice. 
Clarice. <laughs> oh, Silence of the Lamb. Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my other dog. I call him, uh, you know, Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> it, is, it is a nasty business and, and, and that law enforcement are in. And you know something, as a community, when we, when we find something, we cling on to, what are the things we cling on to? Loyalty and trust, right? And so with, with like, the guys with Rick and his crew, I have been with uh, other cable networks, and uh, I won't mention them, but one of them is very popular right now. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, hey, well, let's do something to rattle the cages of the inmates. What do you say? I stopped the filming immediately and said, hey, guys, you guys need to exit, and I'm, I'm out of this deal. And I remember that was a very, very Integrity hard, right there. Man. It yeah, is. And 100%. then when I let these guys in, Rick, not one time did they ever ask us. And so that's why for over, over a decade now, this guy has been following us, and we give them unhindered access and, but he knows the deal, right? Yeah. If an inmate goes for him or his crew, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, dude. But we'll do what we we will do what we do to rescue you. But you know, you're in it. You want to be with us, and you better Taking move the freely yeah. with us. Game right? on. And I think so, Rick can, can handle himself. Yeah, he's yeah. got a little background, right? A little background. <laughs> I uh, I came out of the military as a a SEER specialist, survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. So I've I've spent uh, the vast majority of my life uh, in the middle of nowhere uh, doing things. Uh, my we started a little company in, in uh, 1986 called Survival Incorporated, training the CIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, the military. And, you know, one week we'd be on the polar ice, next week we'd be in South America. And oh, it's, wow. It's just those relationships with uh, folks that wear a uniform. And I, and I don't care what color the uniform is. You know, yeah. our relationships with folks in the teams or in CAG or, you know, in law enforcement or search and rescue or aeromedical flight nurses, it's, I think that those of us who wear the uniform just want to know that the other person that we're talking to or is filming us uh, has our back. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've watched people have an opportunity for access and the story is going great only to ruin it at the end because they feel like they've got to throw that military person right. or that, that person under the bus. And one of the promises that we make, um, it's we don't, we don't make anything up. But at the same token, if I'm filming somebody and I, I see something going down, we never release any video until the people that we work with have a chance to vet it first. That's good. Yeah. They, they, they already have enough people trying to kick their teeth in. And yep. uh, they need right. people out there uh, like American Zealot that are willing to tell the positive stories of heroes in uniform. But you know when the cool things are, and, and I'm going to, this has got a, a dual tag on it, is that. We're, we're, we're like nobody, right? I, I tell people that. You know, we, we do what we do in the prisons. But this guy has worked with a lot of three-letter agencies, the highest level of military tier one teams, and he treats everybody the same, like they're special. I talked to this guy here, Josh at Angel Arm and his guys, and one minute they're talking to an international high-level tier one team or a domestic tier one team, and they go to corrections and what do you need, man? What do you got? They treat, whether it's a line officer whether it's a patrol officer, whether it's a detective, everybody gets treated all the same with the highest level of respect. I mean, those are few, far in between when it comes to people who really manage and whether it's a media side to tell our story, right? Because I, mm -hmm. Rick knows, right. and, and, and I'll say it here, Rick has seen our guys get in some hairy situations and, I, and he says, hey man, why don't you see this real thing? Oops, you know, that might have been a mistake, Rick. And you know, <laughs> we, 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 we go through that yeah. process instead of throwing us underneath the bus and trying to grab an award for an expose or something. Right. And that's just the relationships. And I know with, with Angel Armour, 
if there was something wrong with the vest or anything, hey man, send it back immediately. We'll, but before we send it back, they're already replacing it or fixing it or whatever, whatever's gone. And and those relationships, enough of the serious stuff, man. That bourbon, let's, that peanut butter bourbon I was going to say, <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> amazing, uh, let's get your contact info out there, your website, yeah. your social media, yeah, where can people old, find old out elk, more about Angel? OldOakDistillery.com, or the whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and also AngelArmor.com. So you can go there, you can check out all the products. Um, we're here at SHOT Show, booth 7511, and anywhere in the country, we got reps all over the country, so we'd love to come talk to you about it, tell you all about the product, let you try it on once you see and feel the vest. We got two, two different innovative patents on the vest, two different innovative patents on our rifle plates. We offer a full integrated system, so come check us out. We just love to serve you, and that's the most important thing is you need to know that we're here to right serve on. you, law enforcement and military. You guys spend your whole life and career serving others. Well, we're here to serve you. So thank you for your service, and thank you, Leadheads, for the time. It's an honor. Appreciate that. Rick, talk about your uh, American Zealot. Uh, they can find us at AmericanZealotProductions.com. Uh, uh, we're a full-service uh, entity in terms of production, photography. Or we could do just about anything an ad agency could do, although we have no desire to be one. <laughs> uh, and then we have a little magazine that we put out okay. uh, called American Patriots Unsung. It's free to anyone who's ever worn a uniform of any kind. It's American. Awesome. And, uh, That's great. Go on and look at it. Heck yeah. Now, are you working on any projects right now that you can talk about? Uh, Something to look forward to from you guys? Uh, right now, the, the magazine is kind of, uh, I'm in discussions with Ollie North and a few guys that I'm really close to in this industry. Okay. We really want to take American Patriots Unsung Magazine to the next level. It's all digital, and the content that's in it is incredibly rich. Um, uh, but our client in this industry, we, we try to be the people behind the camera, and it's exciting to do stuff for Glock and Caltech and and a number of other coast flashlights and a number of other folks, but it's great. Very cool. They're going to be telling the story of uh, of us now with the new Angel Armor, this new system we're going to be Is using. that maybe something you're working on, or you're like, like hey, do this working project? On. You're working it's on it. It's a project. Nice. I can't talk about projects. Sure you can. <laughs> this project. is the lead head. You're talking to the lead heads here. We keep everything amongst ourselves. All come right. on. Love come it. on, baby. Come on. So what's, what's going on with you? Garcia, we not talked to you in a minute. Dude, we're on a 16-city tour stop with our canines. As you know, they're gone through the roof. We got our new vest going out here. Um, but honestly, talk about your vest. These are these are the new K1K9 vest, dude. Everything's integrated. Everything from my leads, my grab handles, if you need it, um, if, in case we um, the the op operator needs a, uh, a a lead. We pull it out of his ass. Or can I say that? No, <laughs> yeah, it comes absolutely, out. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, it, so it's integrated, right? And if you don't need it, you tuck it back in. Too many times we have too many vests out there. It's like all these cool belts and buckles. This is hardware free and everything else on it. Integrated lights, integrated camera system, universal. And then everything's tucked away. If you don't need it, put it away, man. And uh, as you guys know, Max, right? Remember Max? Oh, yeah. He was one of your first guests. And, uh, well, he had one of his ribs broken because one of those little cobra buckles went and inmate slammed him against the wall and broke one of his uh, his ribs. Oh, and so years ago, I said, yep, cut it. Get rid of all, all the buckles and um, put only what we need on it. And so thus, we've unveiled the new K1, K9 harnesses globally, dude. And where can they go get these? I'll go to Kilo1, K-I-L-O-1, K9.com. But don't tell my wife, because she's the one who really owns the company. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, like always, I mean, you got your your hands in all kinds of we different are. pots going on, We are. I just got back man. internationally working with a number of units, and I'll tell you, it's been absolutely amazing, dude, working with all these units and serving them. The prison systems, right? And so, I'm going to tell you one, and I'm going to get serious here, so this is no amen moment. I can't do my job without the guys 
who like Angel Armor, who really help support this community by building great technology. We can't tell our message, because you know in today's media, where the media hates the cops, the media seems like it's always doing something to exaggerate. You some know, of the media. Some of the media. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, I say yeah. all the media? I never no, said all the media. you didn't say all the media. Some of the media. How about the, the, the mainstream media? doesn't seem to like law enforcement or whatever. Um, we got guys like Rick Stewart telling a true message, giving yeah. the, end, the, the bottom line to the, to the operators who were out there and telling their story without any exaggeration, but with the highest level of integrity. And that's Absolutely. important Absolutely, we need that, us. we gotta have that. So I wanna thank those guys, man. Those guys are amazing. Yep. Yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for taking time to be on. Thank you for having us. You're throwing us off. Thank you. It's an honor. That, that's pretty uh, messed up. Not even, not even, not even <laughs> bourbon discussions. I can barely handle bourbon. Sometimes. I mean, I think we're going to take a little break and we're going to get some bourbon. We're I hope get some so. Shots. Yeah. Josh, yeah, we right need after. bourbon. Can we do so that? We got, we got firsthand. We got firsthand samples last night. Yeah, yeah. Had a little get together. Oh yeah. Uh, up at oh, the yeah. suite. Please Having say tonight. Again tonight. Say tonight. I can personally <laughs> attest to you. And same thing tonight. Oh, I yeah, hope, oh, I yeah. hope so. <laughs> it's yeah. good stuff. So check it out again. Give that whiskey company. Yeah, Old Elk. It's called Old Elk Distillery. Jump right on we the can't web. say enough good about you know good whiskey. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's good, good bourbon. Do yourself a favor. All right, Leadheads, we're going to be back with more from the 2020 Shot Show here at the official lead quarters of Buck Knives. Woo-hoo. I love it. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're still live there. You want to do the intro? Oh, go for it. You want to kick us off? The 2020 Shot Show of Buck Knives. You want to do all that? Oh come on, man. Let's. <laughs> Show me your chops. All right. You've done this thing enough times. We want like full NBA introductions. Like, do you right. have a way of Now entering the building, weighing in at. Yeah. Let's not mention Come on, my weight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Are this we on? Fool uh, you. We're recording, man. Oh, we're recording. This is this is the end of day two, and we're loopy. Hey, <laughs> welcome, Leadheads. It's Here loopy we time. We are back at the Buck Booth, official booth of the 2020 Shot Show of Woo. the Lead Quarters, Talking Lead. Yes, sir. There you go. Your, our co-host is uh, Marty Lefty. Our host is Brooksy Chris. Hosting right now, Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have We've two had a guests. few beers. <laughs> well, you have. I haven't had anything yet. Okay. I'm, I'm loopy. I've had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a full day of podcasting. Right. So, Lefty is... Uh, Lefty hasn't left the building quite yet. He's starting to lose yet. it. He's yep. starting to lose it. So, we have two guests. We have a program that we work with called Red Arrow TV. Good friends of ours. We have... Uh, Kip Campbell's wife, who is the brains behind all of this, Cat oh, Campbell. Much. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's the voice when you hear a lot of these uh, the commercials. Uh, she's the voice behind all of these funny quips that we hear. Okay. So you do the voiceovers, huh? Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of the behind the scenes person that's behind the camera that yeah. doesn't really get in front of it, which is a good thing. Um, it, it should be opposite because she's better looking than Kip. So we well, we'll never know because Kip didn't show no. up. What? <laughs> yeah, he's kind <laughs> of a where in the world. Yeah, <laughs> he's Waldo. Way right? to be, Kip. Yeah. Way to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, they're welcome uh, in, Cat. Thank you. Thanks for joining. I appreciate us. it. I appreciate it. I'm yeah. happy to be here. This is fun. This is my first podcast. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, you're, we're going to have fun with you then. Yeah. yeah. This Bring is it. Be a good time. Yeah. Bring it. I think she can handle her own. All right, and then to her left, we, we have we have Danny Reed. Danny, so Danny Reed, he does marketing genius. basically everything else. 
So what does what does Kip do? I, I'm not seeing where Kip. The Baby creative genius. <laughs> he pulls a trigger. Is that what it is? That's it. <laughs> creative he, genius, he, ultimate hunter, killer. Yeah, yeah. So he let's to kill things for a living. Let's talk about the show. It's called Red Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red Arrow. Finish the sentence. Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Red it's Arrow. just Red Arrow. Yeah. Red Arrow. Okay, that's it. Yeah. And it, it is a, a hunting centric. Archery, yeah. Archery show. Okay. Archery, but we love our guns, and so we do some gun hunting. We just came out with an AR company called Red Arrow Weapons. So okay. We have some guns that we love to shoot, but it's been predominantly a bow hunting show on the Outdoor Channel for the last eight years, four years on the Sportsman Channel before that. So. Very nice. Now, how did you guys get into this? What what spurred Red Red Arrow? Well, really. Kip always has hunted, yeah. loved hunting, loved watching outdoor programming, and thought to himself that he could do the same thing. I could have a TV show. I could do it. So mm-hmm. we went to Lynchburg College, and while he was there, he majored in communication. Now, where's Lynchburg College? In Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another small. interesting topic. Go Berg. Yes. Been in yes. the news lately. Yeah. Not for good reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, so he went there, majored in communications, post-production, and during one of his senior projects, he put together a hunting TV show, unveiled it to the to the campus. Everybody loved it. We got married and we started a TV show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, did you marry him just because of Red Arrow that he started in college, or were y'all kind of smitten before that? We were smitten before that. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. He played lacrosse at Lynchburg. I played soccer. We were good friends the whole time. Started dating, got married, and naively said, "Let's try to have a hunting TV show and see what happens." There you go. And here we are, twelve years later. <laughs> Crazy ideas, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and then here you go, still doing it. Still doing it. Still doing it. Still married. It. Still married. You know, the family that hunts together stays together, right? Yeah. But I don't remember recommend working together. That adds, <laughs> <laughs> that Which adds is why Kip is not here right now. <laughs> That's right. He is badly hurt. <laughs> uh, no, I mean we love each other. We're passionate, and we can get the job done. But it's tough working husband and wife. And, oh, I know. And I know. getting Trust it all me. done, and three kids in the mix, and. But they're a little hunting. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, if you were my wife, I would have fired you by now. And I said, well, I'm your wife, and you can't fire me. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the boss, so. <laughs> but it's I fun. fire we, you, buddy. We have a good time. We have a good time. It sounds like it. I wish he was here. I wish he was, too. That gummy kip. so much fun next to year. listen to. I know it. All right, all right, all right. So next time. So, yeah. So you guys started in it. Started around the archery, and I mean, and you say you do do a little bit of guns on the show? Oh, yeah. or Okay. Love guns. It's always been a part of the show, but mm-hmm. being Red Arrow and archery being what he loved most, yeah. that's what the show started as and is consistently about. But mm-hmm. Now, do you go on the hunts with him? I have. I have. Um, different times. Yeah. Different amounts. So you're, you're into archery as well? Yep. I hunt. Our kids hunt. Our okay. daughters uh, are 12 and 8. And our son is three. Well, he just turned four, but um, they've killed more deer than I have. Oh, wow. Because they get out with their daddy a lot. Do they do the cleaning and and field dressing and all that themselves? Yes, they have to. That's awesome. Daddy taught them how. Yep. I'm sure they're using a buck knife. Heck yeah, they are. For that. Heck yeah, they are. So uh, this is something that I'm doing with guests that are into archery. I'm I'm going to start archery hunting. Never done it before. Now, I've shot a bow before, you know, but I've never... You know, got into the hunting aspect of big, you know, rifle hunter. And I, sure. love, I love the rifle and, and gun hunting. 
Um, so I'm looking for tips and tricks. Um, you know, steer me in the right direction for the equipment and you know things like that that I need the gear, oh. uh, the kit for for totally, my archery. Yeah, we could totally help you out with that. But the fun thing, I think the thing that you'll love the most about archery hunting is how personal and intimate it is. You're getting close to the na- you know right. the animal, and you're not the first one to say it. it seems like every oh. that, that's like the first thing everybody's led off with when I you know ask for the tips and tricks. You know, it's like. It, it's, it's a lot awesome. more personal yeah. and intimate than, than the rifle hunting. I mean, you see them, you hear them breathing and walking. It's a totally different experience yeah. than, than gonna, not bat, not worse or better, just really it's a different, different experience. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But we can totally, I mean, we can give you the rundown of all the products that we work with and love. And Okay, so, so for a guy like me just getting into it, what would you recommend bow-wise? So let's just go ahead and start with the bow. Well, we work with Hoyt and have been... Okay overwhelmingly impressed with their products. Kip okay. loves them. They just came out with the RX-4. It's an amazing bow. You can get it in carbon or aluminum too. Yep. 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 And so um, that's a great bow. Okay. RX-4. RX-4 is okay. their newest one. Yeah. And then um, we work with some other great partners, Spot Hog Sites, Vapor Trail Rest. You know, you can get all these products put on there to make you have the best setup. Yeah, all possible. the accessories, yeah. just like a gun. Yeah. You know, you want the optics, you want yeah. the mounts, you want yeah. you know all the all the cool things. So sure. Um, so Hoyt, a Hoyt bow. Mm-hmm. So you, a beginner like me, start off with an RX. Um, that's that's perfectly okay. Uh, they have a, a huge range of bows. Right. So they if do. you. I mean, it, it depends. It really depends on what you want. There's different brace. I mean, there's the complexity of archery hunting yeah. could be a whole topic, and I would much rather Kit be the podcaster <laughs> going through all that because he sure. would tell you exactly which bow to get, okay. you know, based on every factor. So the bow, I'm going to go some, some somewhere along the lines of a Hoyt, you're recommending. Yeah, what would. about arrows? We work with a great company called Sirius Arrows. Sirius? Yeah. They're, they're actually serious about newer arrows. to the scene, yep. but they... Along partnered with Ethics Archery, which is a components company, they make an arrow that is like sending a telephone pole through an animal. I mean, it's heavy. Okay. It's it's. It'll get the impressive. job done. Yeah, it'll okay. get the job done. It's awesome. So okay. those are good products to go with as well. And what about the the release? I've heard a lot of different yeah. opinions on releases. Well, that again, I think is a preference thing. So okay. you probably have to try them try out a them lot. Out. There's thumb releases. There's all kinds of different ones. So the trigger, the thumb, yeah. the, the one where you just pull. Yeah, you you. I would recommend trying a bunch of different styles and seeing what's comfortable instead of just telling you what which do one you to use? go get. The caliper release. Okay. But again, Kip's trying. And do you have an RX? Are you using the RX bow? Not yet. Which bow Not are yet. you using? I have a much older one, and honestly, I haven't asked for a new bow from Hoyt in a while because I haven't been hunting. I've had little ones to take care of a sure. lot, and I haven't been out, so I'm still shooting a much older bow. But but it gets the job done, oh, right? Oh, heck yeah. 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 So why would you want to go to a new bow? Maybe technology has improved, maybe the, the oh, weight yeah. or the accuracy or something Sure. So lines. speed is another one that speed. they keep, they keep yeah. going so I'm still up learning on. all the, the archery terminology, too. Yeah. yeah. But mechanics too. So the you know older bows maybe have you know a harder draw, a harder draw stuff, stuff right. like that that makes it a little not bit as more smooth right. pull. Yeah. So my bow is great and it's done a good job for me. But okay. What about you, Danny? Are you a, an archery guy too? Or are you are you not this past season because I blew out my shoulder? But yeah, oh. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Labrum surgery in October. So uh, we're almost there. We're recovering. We're I recovering. think maybe that's where I'm headed. I don't know. Something's going on. I mind, got a doctor I can recommend you if you want to come to Virginia. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, our, our brothers and sisters need some help in Virginia. You know, they do. So they do. It is time. a lot of BS going on in in Virginia. And uh, while we're here at Shot Show, uh, there was a big rally. Yeah. Um, were you guys uh, involved with that? Did you come after that, or were you here already? We didn't attend that rally. Um, we helped a lot with the, I don't know if you saw it, but most, a ton of counties, cities and stuff like that in Virginia all became sanctuary like 2A. 92% of counties or yeah. something in the state did. So the Declared counties, themselves sanctuary 2A counties? Yep. Right. And so it... We helped a lot with that. Our county became one. We spoke at those events and stuff like that. And and what's the governor saying about these counties that are becoming sanctuary to a county? He says it doesn't matter. He's saying he's going to bring in the National yeah. Guard, right? Yep. That, he's that threatening was threatened. military. Yeah. That uh, was threatened. I think. Which he can't do. It's completely illegal and out of his uh, well, power that, to do that. All that they're doing is illegal. Yeah, it right. breaks, like, half of the bill of rights but how is how is and we all know the answer to this this is a rhetorical question uh but how is having a sanctuary to a city any different than having you know uh these sanctuary um immigration counties it it really doesn't do it doesn't do anything for changing the law no it doesn't but but but, you know but these liberals you know having a sanctuary immigration city you know for all these illegal immigrants you know it's perfectly fine and then we're the you know the idiots and the bad people for not oh yeah you know yep. but it's then crazy. when we try to go and have a sanctuary 2a to protect you know uh, people that are, are are having their rights and, and unless you're what was it taswell county that the sheriff activated a whole militia so if you live there their county is now a militia mm-hmm. and and can't be touched with these new laws that could be coming so yeah we've had a sheriff in our state go that far and Everybody's part of an active militia there, which is right. awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that is and cool. there's sheriffs that are deputizing their the, the whole city. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Letting everybody whole be county. a deputy. I, it's it's baffling to me that this stuff can even be brought before a vote. I, I can't yeah. even understand it. Yeah. Um I mean we have red flag laws that are I think just got pushed through this morning, yep. if I read that right. Oh they did. Yeah. yeah. They did push those red red flag laws through, huh? They've yep. changed how you can get a concealed carry permit, which a concealed carry permit in in and of itself is stupid because we already have the right to bear arms. So right. we don't need a piece of paper to right. tell us that so we can do that. They're complicating that. They are They're trying the to govern buildings. Why are buildings? these people not getting voted out? Why are they not getting well, impeached? See, here's so there's actually a lot of behind-the-scenes movement that is going on. Things like recall, you know, our governor. There are things like asking him to resign. He obviously didn't accept that, sure. uh, you know, proposal. But um, I don't think it's over. I don't. I definitely don't think it's no, over. No, it's not over. But they're sneaky, though. They're working on ways yeah. to change the voting laws. You know, no voter ID required. Um, all of have, felons and they convicted criminals can vote. Uh, mentally incompetent people are going to be voting. I don't know how that was governed before, but stuff like that. Um, changing our governor's term from four years to eight years. All oh my this gosh! Stuff is There's happening. a lot of stuff behind all of the the crazy. Are they stuff wanting going to put a law in that if he's the governor of Virginia, he's also the president of the United States? <laughs> Probably. <Might as> well. <laughs> you you want to write that <laughs> into the law? Might as well. You know? But I, but you know you were Fantasy talking about world. the rally. There were. I've heard such different numbers. We had a lot of people that we know went there and said it was somewhere between 40 and 50. You hear 20 to 25, you know, across news channels. But regardless, the pride that 
fellow Virginians have in each other and our country should have in our, our Virginians that showed up was that they came respectfully, peacefully. There were no arrests. There were no complications. There was nothing but a Peaceful, respect. Right. I mean, shoot, they even cleaned the streets they after they left. The streets Peeling up. stickers off the pavement oh, so wow. that way it was clean. And there were a lot of people from out of state that came too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we know people, South Carolina, Texas, New York. I yeah. mean, all different demographics. I mean, it was they saw what they were up against by who was there that day. Yeah. And then the governor decides to slip away to Outer Banks so he doesn't have to deal with anything, and yeah. all the Democrats stay home and don't see who's none out there. But none of them yeah. showed up. Took a day on off, Monday. didn't they? Yeah. Yep. They they knew what they were up against, and that show was huge. Yeah. Of people that came out to that rally. Now we've been kind of isolated here at the show. Have you guys seen any press coverage on this? Is is it in the media? Or are they just? Are they just dismissing this? And well, they tried to build it up as this big white supremacist movement that was going to come into Virginia and run the capital mm-hmm. over with all this Have stuff. Big and gun fights and stuff. Yeah. And start shooting them. And, and it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't turn into that at all. And all races, all creeds, everybody was there. All political part. I mean, it was yep. not just Republicans there. It was everybody. And yep. so I think since it didn't fit the narrative, the news has carried There was a lot of live streaming going on the day of. I mean, with, from a ton of different outlets. Oh, but I'm after sure. that, it's all tailed off just because it didn't go the way the media had planned. So yep. now they, they got to run away from it because it didn't go how they wanted to script it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yep. So That's it's just I was curious insanity. to see if, they, if, if anybody was... You know, so or trying to put a negative twist on it, and if they were, how they were putting that negative twist? Well, on AOC it, so. was wondering why all the cops didn't show up, so she, of course, had her spin on it afterwards. Yeah. But so uh, you got some people that are trying to spin it in a different way, but yeah. it didn't go how they thought it was. Well, gonna and go. Governor Northam um, took credit for how peaceful it was because yeah. he said that he got the police forces involved. Why don't ahead we just call him Mr. Northam, like they called President, President Trump, Trump, Mr. Yeah. Trump? Yeah. Mr. Northam. Let's not recognize him as how he's in office anyway before all this stuff blows our mind. But because Michael Bloomberg said I will make I will make your blackface go away if you support my agenda. And he and he pushed it into a lot of the other races and I'll say it. I'll call it like it is. That's what happened. Let the country be warned that every single election, whether it's a big one or not, matters because we went from a pretty like Republican and Democrats, both that we had the House, you know, they had the whatever it was. If you don't vote, our it's all Democrat now. Yeah. Now got to vote. Northern Virginia and Richmond and Charlottesville and the beach area that you know, they kind of drive a lot of it. But if you don't vote, this is what we get. This is what right. we get. Yeah, that's right. So. The most important thing is what's happening now sets a precedent for what happens elsewhere as soon as these go into place too. These go into place here. Other states trickle are effect all across well, the country. Well, they're going to try it everywhere, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so got to fight. Got to fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Fighting solves everything. Well, and the oh, funny thing. <laughs> got to fight. Yeah. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Direct quote. Yeah. I yep. won't take credit for that. Yeah. So, uh, enough of politics. We don't talk politics on this show, but we do need to, you know, air that. That needs to be out there. People sure. need to be aware of, of what's going on. So, uh, use your critical thinking, lead heads. Go out, listen to both sides of the story. Form your own opinion and uh, vote Republican. And vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> and vote two A. <laughs> right. Find somebody who supports the Regardless Second Amendment. Regardless of what your opinion is, vote two A. Because if we lose the Second Amendment, everything else goes We're away. We're not going to lose it. I'm yeah. saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying the I know, result. I know, is but not that's good. what they're trying to do. Yeah. Civil war. It's going to well, happen. Well, the capital of the Civil South war. never thought we'd be in this situation, and so here we are. 
Yeah. Our arrogance Pay is catching up to us. attention, people. You know. Yeah. So let's talk about Red Arrow. Yeah. Let's, let's get back to Red let's Arrow. Yeah. So seven seasons, you said? Twelve. Twelve? Excuse me. You were close. I'm getting there. You I've done seven seasons. <laughs> I was thinking of Talking Lead. We're in our seventh season. Are so. you? Well, that's awesome. Okay, congratulations awesome. to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. You just did hey, that on purpose, didn't you? Let's talk about Lefty. Let's talk about Self me plug. now. Let's bring it back to me. Right. right. It's my How show. How can we possibly make this about him? Do so you want 12? me to run it now and tell you? Lefty, tell me about yourself. What so, happened? So 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're, this is the beginning of your 12th year yes. right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are you guys going to be doing new and exciting for year 12? What are you bringing to the viewers? It's confidential. Oh, you can't. No, you can't do that. You, no, Kip had, you got to do spoilers here. Yeah, <laughs> Kip had his best hunting season ever this year. So, oh. And our kids killed a ton of stuff, too. So it's really exciting. Keep healthy. rubbing it in. I, I got nothing it. this season. I know <laughs> it. They, uh, our oldest daughter, Addie, has killed more deer than I have killed. And that's not a lot. That's not to say I've been hunting a ton because we've had babies and business and all that stuff. But she's a sniper. Nice. She is good. Yeah, really good. It. Yeah, and now, is she is and she she's the adorable. archer. Adorable. Oh, it's so adorable. Oh. And they, she's all adorable. Of, all of this was gun hunting. Um, okay. But our second daughter, who's eight, she got her first kill. So she had a crossbow kill and Sweet. a gun kill. Yeah. So that's another question, Shot I guess, hogs. with the archer thing is compound or should I do should I do the uh, crossbow? Compound. Or I, okay. It, right. That's the that is the that's the way I'm leaning, but yeah. I can I can always do both, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. crossbows. No reason not to do both. Fun. Yeah, it's it's not as I wouldn't. No, oh, that's not. I mean, that's kind of a mean thing to say. It's not archery. It is archery, but it's just a different form. Sure. You know, so um, if, if you want to be an archer, <laughs> if you want to be an archery hunter, I would go with a compound bow. Now, do you do any uh, crossbow hunting on the show? Has he done any? Or the kids have. The kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. the, and they get on the show, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so oh, it's like yeah. a family thing. It's a family affair. You know, yeah. you guys are. Kip is the predominant role mm-hmm. there. He's the host. And then. So walk me through special. an episode of, of Red Arrow, a typical episode of Red Arrow. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah, Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. You're going to laugh. You're going to have fun. You're going to feel like you're in camp with Kip. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, well, we entertain through yeah. hunting at the end of the so day. So is each episode a hunt, or is it like two or three episodes takes you through you know, a Both. Hunt. I mean, yeah. so depending on the state. Depending on what it is. Right. So this year um, he went to Texas and in two days, I think, killed 10 does and, and then killed a couple bucks and oh, hogs wow. and stuff. So that'll be multiple shows. But generally it's a, a one state or a one spot show and then that's how it works. But, right. you know, a hunting show is a hunting show. And that's why Red Air is a lot different is because we have Kip who brings just the humor and the wit and the commercials that he makes and all that stuff set us apart so yeah. much. That but I'll never know because he didn't show up. But you'll never know. <laughs> Gotta take our word for it. <laughs> I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. Thanks, Kip. Thanks for showing up <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> but uh, so you're going to different states. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you're hunting different game. Sure. So you're not just doing it's deer all the time. White tail. Okay. You know, that's the mo- main thing. We love to hunt hogs. They're fun and it. They're just, just yeah. crazy. Turkey numbers. hunting. Yeah, turkey. Hunting. Turkey. A little bit of elk. Yeah. Bow fishing. Bow fish. Rabbit. Love the bow fish. Do any um, rabbit, anything like that? Smaller we're game. We're going to. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna the work that in. The kids squirrel hunted the other day. Got a lot. I made. Squirrel and dumplings for the first time. Squirrel and dumplings. Squirrel and dumplings. I'll pass. Thank you very little. If I had given it to you, you probably wouldn't have known. Uh, Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you do it. (laughs) 
But what about little so tiny squirrels? So there wasn't so much in the dumplings. Turkey, <laughs> I guess turkey is the only bird you can hunt with a bow. You can, can hunt you anything. Hurt? You can, can shoot you ducks yeah. with a bow. Can you? That's legal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know. It's didn't know. tricky, yeah. but it's. Yeah. I mean, I just I can't see so Yeah. Let it, it fly. Um, just let it fly. Probably yeah. your success <laughs> rate isn't <laughs> high, exactly. but yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can. I'm pretty sure you can shoot just yeah. about anything. But you guys are doing the. You said you're doing the uh, the fish. Yep. Bow, bow fishing. fishing. Bow fishing too. Yep. Trying to get a little bow fishing where series have you done started that on the side. Um. There's a whole bunch of places. Florida, do that. Florida's yep. been some places. Up in the Potomac, you can shoot those snakeheads up there. We mm-hmm. go out to the Chesapeake Bay and shoot the skate stingray. You know, nice. They're a ton of fun. It's like shooting a doormat out in the water. Well, this does sound like a really fun show. I'm gonna have to check it out. So where where can I go watch this? Well, current right this minute, we're not on air. We come on July through uh-huh. December most years, Q3, Q4, yeah. um, and then we've got a lot of places that'll start showing up. You know, yeah. in the meantime, reruns, past seasons, I can go check those out. Best somewhere. place checks out on social media right now. Yeah. Facebook meets. and Instagram, we're all over the place with that. Got a bunch of stuff going on, a bunch of giveaways throughout the year. So okay. Yeah. That that would be the you best. Got a for YouTube now. channel where I can go check out past episodes or something. Starting it, we're growing it. Okay. So been okay. predominantly TV in the past, but we're trying to grow the digital side pretty well this year. So nice. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Very cool. Which is still top secret. Yeah. Can't tell you all I was going to say it, but we can't talk about it. So <laughs> keep yeah. teasing. Keep Stay yeah. tuned. Stay <laughs> tuned. Go to our social media pages to find dun, out. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah. give those. What are your social media pages? At Red Arrow TV on Facebook and at Red underscore Arrow underscore TV on Instagram. Okay. Very Check cool. us out. And then Red Arrow TV on YouTube. And and does Kip make an appearance on those? <laughs> Sometimes. If That's we it. can get him to participate, <laughs> right. we will do it. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Check us out. A lot of good stuff going yeah. on. Very cool. Guys, thank you so much for taking time to be on and, and educating our lead heads about your, your program, well, Red Arrow. You. Yeah. And Check out our co- weapons company, too. Oh, wait. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. So let me back up. Whole line yeah. of ARs yeah. to have we some fun We are not concluding with. yet. You are not done. <laughs> no. So. Uh, Cat just laid it down. I've, yeah. I, yeah I, We're at SHOT Show, and we didn't even talk about the guns. I apologize. <laughs> so so you started your own in my line first podcast, of, aren't I? <laughs> of firearms here. So yeah. let's talk about the Red Arrow firearms. Yes. We have four different calibers. We've got a 300 blackout rifle and pistol. We have a 308. We have a 223 slash 556 and 65 Creedmoor. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. different configurations for these pistols, rifles. Um, um, just in the 300 blackout. It's people a, customize their furniture on this or how, uh, how well, do they come? They come pretty awesome already. Sure. Yeah. CMC, CMC triggers, triggers and all of them. Magpul. I mean, they, they've got some stuff that's already. Okay. What, what barrels are you using? Hip wanted. Um, Diamondback makes our barrels, okay. Diamondback firearms, so we got some right. really good stuff there. But um, Kip wanted to create a rifle that out of the box was like hooked up so that you didn't spend another couple hundred dollars on all of the tricky things that make it better, you know. So that's what we tried to do. And we kept them at a really good price point for people as well. So you can go to redarrowweapons.com. Okay, and check those that. out. Yeah. Ship them right to your local FFL. Yep. Okay. Direct yep. to consumer right now, but we're working with a lot of dealers. I was going to get say, yeah. So right now it's just direct, direct to, to the consumer, consumer yep. and then working on the uh, distributorship yeah. thing. Yeah. The yep. interest that we got from dealers after we launched was pretty substantial. So now we're working to get that 
set up and and then go from there but it's okay. we've gotten a good bit of traction yeah. already now do you guys use the 300 blackout on your hunts quite a bit or that's predominantly what kip uses okay and that's, that's what my our favorite too shot. yeah, yeah. yeah. i dig the 300 blackout yeah. kip's got the 300 blackout pistol suppressed and that's what the girls yeah. use most of this hunting season sweet yeah cool. they're little badasses so what are the price points <laughs> on your about a thousand dollars, really. A thousand dollars to the Give creek is closer yeah. to like fourteen hundred, but um, but yeah, it, it's still for what you get. It's a daggone good price, you know, for all made the in America. All Another made America. in America, hundred percent, America. Yep. Now are they come in optics with optics or nope. Get okay. your own. Get your own. <laughs> well, everybody, that's what everybody does anyway. Yeah. yeah. If, you know, you get put an optic on it, and somebody's going to put something else on it. So we yeah. just let people pick all that. It's a way stuff, to keep it cheaper for the people too. Keep yeah. it cheaper for the people, like yeah. that. Tails, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. What so else should we talk about? Do you want to? Do you have a clothing line? Color? Yeah, we sell Red Arrow apparel. Okay. Yep. So, so you got some swag. We got some swag on Hats, the RedArrowTV.com website. Yeah, yeah. That's been a really growing business for us over nice. the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hook you up with some talking lead swag. So, Yay. Uh, you're going to get you're going to get some t-shirts. Okay. You're going to get a tactical wallet. Oh, nice. We we hook you up. We hook our guest up. Thank you. Swag, I wish I'd so. known I would have come with We knew we came. That's to the okay. Club I wanted you to feel bad. Yeah, where's my rifle? <laughs> and I want Oh, you need t-shirts. And I want I want Kip Right. To know what he missed out on, so he should have been here. He could have got a T-shirt. He could have got He's a wallet. Not too. getting a T-shirt. Not gonna do it. Nope. <laughs> not. Got to be here to get. No it. freebies. No handouts. Nope. Got to be present to win. Him. Sorry, Kip. Yeah. <laughs> Show up next time, brother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll hook him up too. Oh, that's nice of you. Definitely. definitely. Well, we appreciate it. But yeah, yeah, this has been fun. This was a, a lot of fun. A lot less painful. That's than what I we thought. do. We have a lot of fun on this show. Cool. So. Oh, we'll be in Pennsylvania if you have any Leadhead Pennsylvania. We're, we're yeah. all over. We're in a hundred countries. We're in all the fifty states. Nice. We're, we're everywhere. We'll Look, I even had one American of our listeners show. from Hawaii come by Ooh. and uh, drop me off a little treat uh, from Hawaii. Oh, nice. heck yeah! So we're that's, everywhere. That's we're everywhere. Awesome. That's Great awesome. American Outdoor Show first week of February. Come check us out. Oh, you're gonna be there. We'll have a booth for Red Arrow and Red Arrow weapons. Guns and all. Okay. Mm-hmm. So any of you Leadheads gonna be up that way? Check them out. I've always wanted to go to that show. It's big. It's huge. It's I'm huge. scared. <laughs> I'm scared of it. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good Are you going to be there, Brooksy? You going no, to that sir. one? No, nope. You're scared, too. I don't do that one. Yeah, after shot, man. No. Nope. I mean, doing that, doing shot and then doing that, I can't imagine. Nope. I'll like see how zombie. people do it. It's death, yeah. Yeah. It's a long one. It's 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. No. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's great. We're really excited to go. Yeah. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> 10 days of fun. Brooks, I feel bad. You Danny, weren't in this yes, very much. Thank you guys so much for being right. on. Absolutely. Really Thanks for having Appreciate it. Sharing, yeah. sharing the uh, red arrow with the lead heads. I'm sure uh, you're going to start seeing some uh, posts on your social media letting letting you guys know that they are lead heads. They yeah. heard about we'll you on the podcast. We'll spread the word about Love you guys yeah. too. Yeah. Love mean, that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We greatly appreciate yeah. that. We're going to be bringing you more coverage from the 2020 SHOT Show from the official lead quarters here at the Buck Booth. The Buck Knives booth. Come on, baby. Come on, (laughs) on, baby. (laughs) But we're doing it in Brooksy. We're doing it in comfort in our Twisted X boots. Love Twisted X. The official footwear of the Talking Lead Podcast. That's right. Everybody show your boots. Love Twisted X. Yeah. Love them. Good stuff. Check them out. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. That wraps up day two. Three, four? What day is it? It seems like four, but it's only the second one. one. (laughs) Day two. Yeah. Did somebody say beer time? Beer time.
All right, we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed that lineup of interviews from SHOT Show. We've got many, 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 many more to come. So stay tuned. Those are coming. I'm going to get them cranked out as fast as possible. And a big thanks to Buck Knives for, again, hosting the uh, Talking Lead studio there at the Buck Knives booth, the official lead quarters of Talking Lead. Uh, big thanks to Mission First Tactical. They made a uh, custom... Well, they didn't make the custom knife. Buck sent them the knife, and they engraved a uh, custom Talking Lead logo on there and a Mission First logo. There's only 50 of those made, and we gave pretty much every one of those out. Uh, there may have been one or two that survived that you know may pop up as a giveaway. You never know, so you guys keep listening. Stay tuned. And, and of course, Twisted X was the official footwear of Talking Lead for the 2020 SHOT Show. Kept my feet nice and happy and comfy during the entire show. And uh, you guys go check them out, Twisted X Boots. And uh, you're really going to like them. They've got uh, cowboy boots. they got work boots. They've got casual shoes. Uh, really, really comfortable no matter which ones you get. Check them out, Twisted X. And then, of course, as always, all the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast go and show them love on their Facebook, their Instagram uh, and buy their products, Keltec, Keltec Weapons. And we're going to have that interview coming up next episode. We're going to be talking about their new integrally suppressed Sub 2000 and uh, their new uh, RDB. So that's coming up. Go show them love on Instagram. Let them know that you're a leadhead. Modern Spartan Systems. Don't just clean your firearms, Pepper. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems. And what's that other product we use that we put in all the, the engines of our vehicles? TVT engine oil additive. Yeah. So we put it in your little green bug, the Jeep. We put it in, Brantley don't know this, but I put it in his car. Score. You may have noticed that it's running smoother since you got back from Australia. Uh, and then, of course, the lead sled just drinks that stuff up. Yeah. She absolutely loves the TVT engine oil additive. Just got her back, got her running. Got a few more little adjustments to make, but she'll be hitting the uh, the road soon. So you'll see us out traveling around, going to different ranges, different uh, events in the lead sled. And then one of our, our new sponsors, Valhalla Gunworks. They are offering a 5% discount to you lead heads exclusively. If you use the code LEADHEAD5 at Valhalla Gunworks, you're going to get 5% off your entire purchase. They are a online retailer, so they sell firearms, they sell equipment, they sell gear, uh, and you're going to get 5% off anything you buy from them uh, for the next couple of months. So make sure you take advantage of that as soon as you can. And then Fioki Ammo. We're going to be using some Fioki Ammo in our upcoming hunts that we've got planned. Of course, not for my archery hunts because they don't do arrows, but... Fioki Ammunition, uh, they've got some new frangible ammo that you definitely want to try out. If you guys are shooting a lot of steel, doing a lot of competition shooting, that frangible ammo will be much appreciated on your end so you don't get all the, the spray and uh, little metal fragments that you get in your shins and your, your arms and fingers and stuff from that. So check them out, FiokiAmmo.com. So, Pepper, Booby. <laughs> It still hasn't grown on me. Just, it has to. I mean, that's what you've been called all your life. That's what your sister has called you. One person. One person, yeah. Your entire life. 
Well, her entire life. Her entire life. Anyway, booby. <laughs> you will forever now be known as Buddy. Any parting words for the the leadheads? Uh, other than uh, thanks for for listening and it's your first podcast you. ever, isn't it? Uh, no, actually, I've been on one other podcast. is a sports Atlanta based sports podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I fell asleep in the middle of recording it. Well, there you go. They actually woke me up on film, told me I was snoring. Or not on film, but on you know on the recording, told me I was snoring, uh-huh. and, and uh, so I sat awake the rest of the time, and they did not talk to me anymore. There you go. That's what happened. How did you fall asleep? So uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Again, make sure you go and support those that support this this show. Without them, it wouldn't be possible uh, every week, and sometimes more frequent than that. So coming up, we've got more. 2020 SHOT Show coverage. Uh, We'll continue our normal show with special guests, so make sure you're paying attention. And then, of course, on our giveaways, we've got those. And then the AK Corner, we did a special AK Corner at SHOT Show this year. You're definitely going to want to check that out. That's going to be dropping the 15th, around the 15th of this month. Uh, And then, of course, if you've got any questions, comments, get in touch with me, talkinglet at gmail.com. And just put in the subject uh, what uh, what you want to rap about. So until then, as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. And keep your feet dry. Yeah, there you go. With twisted X. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs>